What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Marvel Jerks Podcast. I am your guest host, True Blue Collectibles. We have our co-host here and the man, the god of all the twats, as you know him, Retroverse UK, Jakey the best. And then we have our guest, Fausto, a.k.a. Norn, a.k.a. Sketch Card Hive, is with us today. Sketch, how are you this day, man? I'm good. I'm so happy to be here with you guys, man. I'm Talk happy to cards, have you here, have too. Have some fun. That's awesome. I, I'm really sad that Nick couldn't make it again today, but I don't mind filling in for him, for sure. Because <laughs> as, <laughs> as they said in the last podcast, I got to be here to keep Jake on point. So. But we do have some questions for you. <laughs> Say again, Jake. I'm going to be good tonight. I'm going to be good. You're going to be good tonight? I'm well, he doesn't good. have a bottle of... He doesn't have a can of Strongbow, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm, I'm just like in a flat mood as I explained before we came on the show. <laughs> so all the people who think I'm a heathen, and I was just telling Fausto and Nate, I've been listening to Moonlight Sonata for an hour. So forgive me shit questions because I was spaced out and zoned out and happy. And these fuckers, uh, mates, Marvel mates, should I say, have made me come on this show. Anyway. <laughs> Cheers, Fausto. I've got some questions as in uh, typical fashion, if that's okay it. with you, Sunshine. Yeah, man. We'll just... I think anybody who's listening knows who you are anyway, so we can just jump straight into it, can't we? And because I was listening to Moonlight Sonata, they're not going to be very long or very good. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> right. Favourite Pokemon character? Oh, easy. So it's the Dratini Dragonair Dragonite line. Yes. That's a nice line. Favorite Star, favorite Star Wars movie. Movie. I choose Rogue One. By the way, I, I'm guessing he, he's gonna, he's going to pick the first. He's going to pick number one with Jar Jar. Well, I mean, I'm a huge Jar Jar fanatic. I mean, can't you see my walls? They're just covered with. Plus, I cosplay. <laughs> plus, I do that weird thing with the live cam. I do, but you know, anyway, I don't want to talk about it. It's my other job. <laughs> That's that's his OnlyFans page, guys. Oh, Annie! Oh. Oh. My little Jar Jar there. Uh, hey, it's Jar Jar. She knows what it is. Um, oh, okay, we'll give it you. Yeah, no, so I would say. Oof, I guess Empire. Empire Strikes Back. That's a good one. Yeah, I mean, good choice. yeah, that's good a good choice. One. Yeah. Favorite Marvel movie? It's not an MCU movie, but the my favorite Marvel movie has to be Logan. Logan was just yes. so brilliantly that done. Was, that was a great movie. That was a great movie. Next. Favorite Marvel card artist. And I realize this isn't going to be easy. But we won't go sketch cards. We'll narrow it down to Pat Pulled artist. Marvel masterpiece artists. Definitely Simone. And okay. I love Bianchi. And I love Hildebrand and all that good stuff, but you know, I love Jesco, of course. But Marvel Masterpiece, Simona Bianchi, Marvel, like Marvel card artists in general who's done art. I like Tom Morgan. Tom Morgan's really good as well. So he did yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's there. I'm good with that. Yeah. Last one. Favorite Silver Surfer card that you own? Pack pulled. I, I only do pack pulled, baby. Um, pack pulled, <laughs> pack pulled. Silver Surfer, my favorite. I 
I really can't get over. I always, I always, I'm reminded of when I was a kid and and collected cards the most. When I see the uh, '94 Marvel Universe hologram, I don't know what it is about oh. that hologram. Just it just brings me yeah, back. Yeah. All every time I see it brings me back. '92 Marvel Universe I really love, of course, and of course like Onslaught Jim Lee. But like the one that always like nearly takes me back is that hologram from '94. Yeah, and it'd be cool if they could do those again. Uh, Somebody mentioned it the other day, actually. I think it was probably... It'll never happen, will it? Favorite card? Someone. Favorite card that you don't own? If that's possible with your collection. (laughs) I was like, yeah. Yeah, I definitely have a favorite card that I don't own, but I'm not going to mention it. I'm still hunting. Okay. I'm still hunting. (laughs) So I'm on the hunt for Here's that a question. One. Here's a question for you then, but it probably ties into that. Have you ever made little voodoo dolls of other Silver Surfer collectors? And well, you know what I mean, don't you? Like no, I'm more proactive. The pins and the little. No, no, no. I'm more proactive. Like I'll rent a van and go stalk the houses and wait for them to be asleep. I mean, why waste the time with a voodoo doll? You know what I mean? Get a social security number. Drive all over. You know, little things like that, casual stuff, nothing crazy. You want, you want to know that you can get through the door, don't you? Yeah, I know wherever. I know where all of them are. I know, I know where these bastards sleep. Don't you worry. I'm watching. <laughs> so, following on for that, if a surfer collector passed away, how long is it going to take you to contact the next of kin? So, you ever Relax. seen like CSI? You ever seen that kind of stuff or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah Forty-eight hours to, yeah, yeah. to like solve a case it takes me 24 hours to get to the collection from anywhere i go i have like plane tickets i have different things i can get a hold of them so <laughs> he's got his stash bags in rome just I, in case he's got I have double bags of places to go it's like all right <laughs> this one's in portugal this one's in london i'm good I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah i've got another one for you sorry if we found out that we all lived in a computer generated world like the matrix would you be gutted if we got unplugged and you realized all your cards were NFTs? Could <laughs> you imagine? It's like, oh no, they're all NFTs. I'm so depressed. NFTs. The Matrix lines, things. there's the Matrix lines just start showing up on the cards. I know. I'm just like, what's all these ones and zeros in this hologram? What is this garbage? Uh, <laughs> I'd be I'd be very disappointed to be unplugged a little bit. Cool to be unplugged, but definitely would be disappointed. <laughs> Right, because I was slacking and lazy. I've got three questions, that's all, mate. I had this whole idea where I was going to, like, quiz you on cards and, like, find really obscene cards, you know? Because you're asking for it, aren't you? Marvel card expert for CGC. I definitely know, 100%. They deemed me that, and I might as well have put a target on my back. So and, he yeah. is, and he is going very light on you today, too. No cheeky. I got cheeky ones for you. So. Did you really? <laughs> I, had no, I had no time. Right, okay then, but I've got three questions. You ready? I'm ready. So, it's obvious you're obsessed with surface, isn't it, to like the medical level? Like, you need serious help. You, you realize that, don't you? That, you oh, know, for sure. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm medical. just waiting for like to get insurance so it's cheaper. You know, because I don't have free. Yeah, I have to. Like, if I move to England, I think I would have better help. But right in America, I have nothing. So, yeah, I think I think you would. As long as you brought yeah. your cards, if you brought your cards, I could help easily. Yeah, yeah, you would. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> right, three questions. You ready? Ready. Right. Firstly, 
because you know the surf, you love surf as much as more than anybody I know. So, in the 1998 Marvel Skybox Dugout Access Superhero Set, if you need me to repeat that, who is on the card with Silver Surfer? I need you to repeat the year in the set. So, it's 1998 Skybox Dugout Access Superheroes. Oh, yeah. It's a baseball player. What's this idiot's name? Um, I have it. It's a green card. He's on it? the card. I don't. I'm so bad at sports. I don't remember. But he. I know the card. I was so mad. So I found this stupid card on Compsy, and I knew it existed. It's the dugout card. I know exactly what you're talking about. And they wanted twenty dollars for it, and I did not want to pay twenty dollars for this dumb card. But eventually, I did, and I've only seen it like a handful of times. So I, either no one wants to like ever keeps it to sell it for like chump change or like it's always somewhat expensive robert no what is it andrew jones andrew jones andrew jones i have it here it's a green card it has that. a green tinge to it oh and on the back of it they liken him to the silver surfer from memory when i looked earlier on they said it's like the Silver Surfer because he's an, Im- an immigrant who's came to the USA and he's just like, he glides <laughs> and I'm like, oh. yes, yes. I was like, what a stretch. <laughs> just like, him. I remember that. That's so funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Where'd he go? He left. He just That's disappeared. It. There he is. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Just, just the Wi Fi keeps, the Wi Fi keeps lagging. Uh, next question. I like this question. In 1979, Stanley wrote uh, a film script for The Surfer and got a $25 million budget. But who was the actor that it, the, it was connected with? Oof. I remember seeing the test footage, and it's these kids playing on the street, and Silver Surfer shows up and he's walking towards them. You can see it on YouTube, actually. And it was around the time Terminator 2 came out, Judgment Day. And they were showing the technology that they could do. The oh, surfing. no, 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 not that one. No, not that one. Oh, what year was this? What, 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 what you? 1979. Oh, 79, a film script in 79. Not the one no you're talking about. You're talking about the Judgment Day technology yeah. came out, didn't it? For the, yeah, 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 yeah. That one. That, like, no. the 90s, yeah. So, no, I don't know. Yeah, 79, no. who was the actor? Olivia Newton-John. That's not true. You're just making shit up. (laughs) (laughs) 79. I wonder, did that turn into When Superman came out. I think they just didn't make it. Because you know Surfer's a jinx anyway, isn't isn't he? He got like the animated series that got cancelled. Yep. Do you know Silver Surfer was in Hanna-Barbera? There was a Hanna-Barbera Fantastic Four cartoon in the 60s, and Surfer was in it, if you can believe that crazy. Yeah, yeah. Vincent, not Vincent Price, but Vince something was the was the actor's name. I did a custom card for it. I couldn't believe it. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. Hanna-Barbera. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's not. There was film. They had cells, animated cells that they were selling on Heritage, and I missed it. It was like the actual character okay. design. Hanna Barbera in the sixth, and I freaking missed it. I was so devastated. I still have never seen it again. Pop up, but that shit. Someone I've seen the se- I've seen the cells from the animated series. There's some really cool cells there, isn't there? Just like really. Yeah, I have. 
I have a Fantastic Four animated series, like the one I grew up when I have a Silver Surfer cell from that, which yeah, was yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. That was a really nice buy. I got that like $120, maybe 80 bucks worth it. It's awesome. So you failed on the first question. Yeah. You failed one, on the second question. I'll give so you a half a point. SATs all question. over again. What? Okay, so third question. All right. So this is where you redeem yourself. And I know that we all agree won't. that. It's going to be terrible. We should, all know, we should all know about Marvel licensed products and that, shouldn't we? So. We should. In the official Marvel Eat the Universe cookbook, what Eat is Surfer's recipe? What was Silver what Surfer's sil- recipe? I, I, don't, I don't remember the recipe, but I remember it was out of this world. <laughs> nothing, really, nothing. Nothing from you, True Blue. Just looking at me blankly. That's fine. Well, like, that was great. Was it served cold? Was there no smell, no taste? Surfer doesn't eat? The answer is clam tacos. I don't even know what you said. I love you. But clam did you tacos. say clam chowder? Clam tacos. Clam tacos. Clam tacos, clam tacos. yeah. Not tacos. Does it go tacos. back to the baseball card because Surfer's an immigrant? So they just gave him tacos or something? Like, this is very weird. Why tacos? Clam seafood I get. Like I could have been like clam chowder, you know, surf and turf. That's a good one. Like I could see that, but yeah. I saw I thought that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's about as weird as it could get for you anyway. I tried. See, he's a surfer dude though, man. I get it. I get it. I that's always the humor, the surfer dude. Yeah, I messed up on all three of those questions. I I I have to like that's burn okay. my I got some redemption ones for you. We got some you sure? Okay. I was yeah, just about yeah. to burn we'll everything, but he, I'll, I'll he, try to he had some nice. They were they were very cheeky there, Jake. A little off today. They were but, they were um, good though. Is, I mean, is it true? Is it true that Fausto is not your real name, and that Norn Rad is your real name, and Fausto is just your Earth secret identity? While you're here to evaluate the Earth for destruction. Man, this is tough because if I answer no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put yes. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. That, that okay. is my secret identity is Fausto. In my very brief Google of uh, of you, I find okay. out that you are a former filmmaker or current filmmaker as well, starring or uh, working on such films as Union Time, The Fight, Fighting for Workers' Rights, also working on uh, uh, Carnegie Mellon International, Faces, and you also worked on, most recently, Night. Dad was a finalist at Showtime's is that right? Is that the name of that? Yeah, so it's Night Dad. Just Night? Um, Night Dad. Yeah, so it was a short script story called Night Dad. And um, it's about, so it won, um, uh, what was that? Showtime's, is it not Nashville? What is that? It's Showtime's Tim- Tony Cox short screenplay competition. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So basically the script was about this father and son are going over and taking a ride at night. Uh, to go over to see uh, his father's friend about getting a piece to repair the fridge that had just broke. And it's like late at night and kids kind of doing his own thing. And dad's just like, Hey, let's get in the car. Let's go for a ride. And it's just going through Miami and they end up talking about a couple of different things. And you kind of figure out who these characters are and what their relationship is to each other. And that's, it's like, that's enough of that. We don't want to hear anymore. That's it. That was it. That's it. For your next project, project, is it true that you're doing a Halloween spinoff spoof where you're dressed up as Silver Surfer, skating around town and stealing the candy from the kids? 
I'm I'm a, I'm liberating the candy from the kids. I don't want to put steel. <laughs> it's, it's very hard. I need grants for the project, so I have to phrase it a certain way. Where can people Venmo you money for your Kickstarter? Uh, Silver Surfer Steel. <laughs> kids.com. Excellent. So Excellent. Okay. According to Marvel Canon, does Silver Surfer prefer Turtle Wax or Maguire's? Turtle Wax. Wax. Maguire wish, wish, wishes, man. No way. <laughs> so Surfer is, according to Marvel Canon, a Turtle Wax guy. But he's not sponsoring anything. Like there's no deal or anything, but okay. Yes, okay. Wax that's is, that's is very key. We have to have that plug in there that he's not sponsored by them. These are his own opinions, not the opinions of the company. Right. Exactly. No okay. My last question for you. How much does it cost to have the special CGC graders to get the tens? It's about anywhere. It depends. It depends which grader I have to bribe. You know what I mean? Some are favors, some is money, you know, weird stuff like that. But yeah, most, most, like, you know, hundred dollar range. <laughs> Wait, is that with subgrades or without? <laughs> subgrades do cost me more. They are a little extra work. They are a little extra work. <laughs> subgrades has got to be something shaming. Whatever you yeah, do, sub- it's going to be pants down. I have to not be able to look myself in the mirror after I get those subgrades. You know what I mean? Like that, kind of, that's what it cost me. Cost me something deep in my soul. <laughs> All right, one one more pop up here. When is CGC going to allow or offer services for card restoration? Card restoration. God, I hope I hope they don't do card restoration. No, be, surely no. That, I'm just asking that because of all the the comic book stuff, it's okay to press and clean and all that, but with cards, it's a big no no. <laughs> it's a really strange thing. Yeah, it's really interesting. I remember seeing all of that. I mean. I don't know what's going to happen for the future. It's really interesting. That conversation has never come up. I've seen people tamper with cards. I've seen fake cards. I've seen things like that that obviously are super obvious cut cards. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that that's too far when you start doing that. Yeah. But. Like people start trimming cards. I've seen that. Card restoration, like trying to get color, trying to do certain things. I think it'd be interesting to see if vintage Marvel cards start making a lot of money for people. If people start to color fix vintage cards i don't know that'd be interesting to see like the yellow being taken out or something being fixed on the paper there similar to you do with comic books from getting them to like the off-white to the white you know what i mean i don't know right it'd be cool to see that kind of stuff but i don't think i don't know if the market's there for that right now i don't know if people are going to pay like a hundred bucks to do that to a card i guess it just depends on the card i don't know i think anyway if you look at comics if you look at comics though like when they first came out years and years ago, we did, the paper was never meant to last very long, yeah. was it? So it was a bit of an excuse in all the comics, isn't there? Because they never expected the paper. They never expected people to collect them. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, like, they yeah. expect them to read them and stuff, toss it. Stuff your bed with it and put it on your wallpaper and fold it up and put it in your back pocket. That was the idea of comics, wasn't it? That's why all yeah. the vintage stuff. Then you set fire to like it a like barbecue, don't you? And, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, where... Whereas cards were more like purposefully made to collect, weren't they? You yeah. Know? So I think, I think comics and cards, I think, are a different breed, aren't they? Someone just sent me a full set of 66 Donruss to look through and to like show in a video and stuff like that. And I think I'm going to, you know, 
like tell them which ones they should look at and grade and stuff like that. They want to donate. They want to sell them and then donate it to charity type of thing. Very nice person. They've been, they've been around for a long time, but I was looking at them and like write your own captions on them. You know what I mean? They invited you to mark yeah. them like the stickers from 76, 75. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think there was some discarding as well with those cards. You know, I think when you get to 1990, a little 1990, when you like, you have a hologram, you have an insert, you have a set you can build. I think it's more along those lines. We look at that paper and that kind of like semi-gloss or whatever's on them. You're kind of like, eh, these maybe were intended to be collected for an X amount of time, but not forever. You know what I mean? I think forever collecting no, no, no. more modern. You know what I mean? It's interesting though. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be cool to see that kind of how that evolves, but I don't know. So CGC not... Uh, currently authentic, authenticating uh, autograph cards like by artists outside of their uh, personal signings that they're doing with the company? No. So basically how it goes is like this This was my decision back in the day was to have a blue label for anything that was pack pooled. So the trick was because a lot of Marvel cards before I started working at CGC, a lot of Marvel cards would be, you know, Beckett's grading everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a Wolverine sketch card by NAR on in a Beckett slab on eBay right now for some ridiculous amount of money, but it's not an actual pack pulled card. It's just something NAR did and he cut piece of paper and drew Wolverine on it. And it was part of uh, a package deal where he, that someone did buy a sketch card in AP. And then he put multiple cards in there and made like a little gift wrapping like a box type of setup it's a very nice piece but you know people are basically selling the pieces from that package in order to pay for the sketch card that they're paying for nar so someone has that up there but beckett graded it and i'll well, authenticated it and slabbed it and my worry was that i'd rather have everything with a blue label be something that was pack pulled and if it's an ap it would go in a green label you know what i mean that was my hope because a lot of people in Marvel card land were getting things signed at conventions. Like if you look at a Joe J Jusco signature, right? Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as a 1992 Marvel masterpiece pack pulled Jusco signature other than the out of number out of 15 MM 16 cards that you can get. You know what I mean? The buybacks that had this yeah. signature. But people thought for a long time that they were, 1992 Marvel Masterpiece pack pulled autographs. And that's just not true. They were just being signed at conventions. You know what I mean? And things like that. So I don't know. I just wanted to have the discretion there because, you know, so to answer CGC, your question, CGC authenticates uh, all the autographs, but, you know, I try to be a stickler about what gets a blue label. At least that was, that was my initial response to them, how I said I would like that to go. No, I think, that's a, I think that's a good way to go about it because you have the yellow label for the events like um, with McFarlane and, you know, if and the reason here, I whoever did, does them. And... The reason I wanted the McFarlane event, <laughs> when they were asking me like what artists and stuff like that, you know, McFarlane was in the line already. And I was like, McFarlane would be perfect because not only does he have card sets and card, and card, art, card that he can sign, but I was also like, he never did a pack pulled auto. You had them from Jim Lee. You had yeah. them from Ron Wilson. You had them from Liefeld, Stan Lee. You know, you had things like that, but never McFarlane ever. So I was like, well, this would be great for people to keep their collection. Like for me, I got, I don't have it yet. It should be here soon. I was going to show it off, but you know, the header cards from the comic images sets, 
where they would show like it looks like it was like the first card that went on top of the deck. You know what I mean? So like he has a Spider-Man one where Spider-Man's on a gargoyle and there's a red backdrop behind him. It says Todd McFarlane set. Well, for the Jim Lee and the um, executioner or, or whatever set it was, the Ron Wilson, they signed the back of those cards. So I had Todd sign the back of this card because it kind of completes that trifecta. You know what I mean? Which I thought was really cool. Yeah. But I thought it was a good idea. You know, I mean, we never had it before. And this was like an official way to get it and give people a chance. I think it was an amazing idea, wasn't it? Like the signatures that Todd did on the cards. And it can't be easy to sign a card, can it? You know, in a little small space like that. But he really took his time, didn't he? He did great. Different yeah, yeah, and the, the, the sign. I mean, uh, you look at a lot of the older sigs, and he's usually really good, McFarlane. But there are a lot when nobody thought about placements on on books, did they? Yeah. And now you got people, and I think Todd McFarlane is the first one I saw who really started like thinking, like, well, if I use this pen and I put it on this book at a certain angle, and now like a lot of other people are doing it as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, I thought it, great. it makes it an extension of Didn't the art. Send any yeah, I really I like. So, yeah, I re- Miles who had that black suit Spider-Man comic cut signed by Todd. I don't know if you guys saw that on Instagram. He told me he submitted it in. <laughs> I didn't. I totally forgot that he might sign comic cuts. So I, I, <laughs> I early on I hit up you know CGC and I was like, listen, when he signs those comic cuts, have him go very slow because the paper inside the card. Is probably not stable. So I'm like, do not just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, okay. no doubt. Because I was worried of him ripping something out accidentally, and I was like, oh my god. But you know, I don't know if you if you not if you noticed on the cards, you can see his signed it slow sometimes, almost as like somebody's tried to forge it, and you can see it's just because he's thinking and he's taking his time, and mm-hmm. and they don't look bad. That's not me slagging it off. I'm just saying that I thought I could see that it really. To me, I just thought, oh, what a wonderful thing that he's doing. I mean, how time. much has Todd McFarlane signed in his time? He signed crazy yeah. amount of stuff, too. <laughs> like, like, they only did the cards through that, like, special event or whatever, but he signed tons of books. You know, he did a bunch of things. It was, it was kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Now, did, with that signing stuff, did, did they have opportunities to do remarks and stuff as well? Or just the signatures? It was just the signatures. I tried for remarks. I tried for sketch cards. We'll see. See, remark, remarks worry me. Like Daniel Valor Comics, he's shown a couple of remarks that he's gotten. And like the Sinister one looks really cool. But then you got that Gambit one with like the floating heads that just made absolutely no sense. And yeah. that would worry me on a big book like that. Like to send that in and then to just say, hey, do a remark. I'd like to get this. But then they're not obligated to do that for you. Now that and you just get out. something that makes no sense. and could completely destroy the value of the book. I would completely freak out. There's no way I could do that. Like I would not mm. be able to, I'd be too nervous. Like, I don't know how people do it. Like I got the one, I got the venom from Spider-Man metal signed at New York comic-con to do a video to like show people what it's like so they could see it. You know what I mean? And I just brought, just brought one I had. Um, and he signed it and he just happened to place it in a really good spot, but God sending something in that I would be nervous about, like where it would be positioned and, and I yeah. told a lot of people how to like mark on the card without actually marking on the card where you want the SIG to try to help people right. like penny sleeve. And like, I try to answer as many of those questions as possible because it was new. No one had CGC had never done that before. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. For a signature series. But and did I they give them I don't recall, but did they give them yellow labels for the ones that got graded afterwards? The ones that like get the, with the autos, books? Yeah, the ones that get the autos are on the card were all yellow. Yeah. Okay. So, That's cool. Yeah, because yeah. it's just the yellow is not like the green label. Like the green label really is in cards is just like this is not pack pulled. This is an AP. Right. This yeah. is just an, we're just authentic, authenticating this. I think that's a great way to do it. You have your pack pulled stuff with the blue. You have your CGC visually witnessed signature series stuff to go with the books. Right. So now you have matching stuff there across the collections. And then you have the green for authentication purposes. That's how I thought of it. I, the only thing I haven't gotten a chance to get done, which I have my fingers crossed that I'll be able to do is, is have uh, authentication labels for sketch cards instead of having them graded. Um, because I, I just, I, I'm not, yeah, a not a yeah, I just don't grade sketch yeah, cards and I told them, you know, but you know, yeah, I, I'm sent, not, I, I sent one directly from, obviously. I sent one directly from Com C cause it was like two of the better cards I had on Com C. I had the, I had a sketch card and I had a comic cut that I sent in just to try that service out to see if I liked nice. it or not yeah. and how fast it was. It was like five week turnaround, sure. which was pretty good considering they're promising eight to yeah. get three weeks sooner. That's great. But there was no like. Like on Compsy, there was no like, "Hey, your stuff is back." It just I I popped in and it just happened to pop up that day. Yeah, and so that's so you, a little disappointing graded, on their side. I'm, I'm disappointed you graded a sketch card. What? <laughs> what? I didn't what? have anything in there. Yeah, I didn't, like I don't keep stuff in my Compsy, man. I don't keep stuff in my Compsy. So I had a sketch card and a comic cut, and I'm like, "All right, let's just send these two in." Like I didn't care. I just wanted no, to try let's this. Open this kind of worms. Awesome. I let's think open the can of worms. Yeah, I graded yeah. a sketch card because it was one of the two bigger cards that was still in my comp C. My comp C is set for what, what card is stuff. That? What card from, is that? It was what, what a. Was um, well, I can show don't you. Try I'll, and just, I'll, don't try and justify it now. You were heathen. Well, it's a. Uh, it was a Spider-Man 2099. This is blasphemy. This is terrible. It was a Spider Man 2099 sketch. Um, I think You're it was. Joking. Uh, I love 2099. Mm. I'll show you guys it. I'll pull it up. You keep talking. I'll get it and I'll pull it up. Yeah, I, 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 well, I think. Look, here's the thing. Like, personally, the only reason I wouldn't grade a sketch card is just like if I had a sketch card in my collection, I just, it's just, it's just not my taste. But I've seen, working at CGC, I've seen so many sketch cards graded with cgc to like check authentication to see if they're fake all this kind of stuff okay and they look beautiful i mean they look great in the slabs and and some of the cards that are being graded are crazy special sketch cards so it's not well, like I, i'm definitely in the minority it. for sure you gotta anything add it so far so can see it cgc slabs are the best aren't they for anything like that i know i'm not biased just because you're on I mean, I've sent to CGC. I like them. I'm enjoying PSA, it. But yeah. the CGC slab is the best. You know, if you're going to get... I mean, yeah. I'm, the I'm taking the piss out of Nath. No, I'm just taking the piss out. Me personally, no, I've only but got... If you add it, add it to the, the stream here, those listening to the podcast won't be able to see it, but add it to the stream and then Fausto can no. see No. It. No. <laughs> no. Do as I say. No. <laughs> That way, Fausto could see it. So that's the one, uh, Leon. Hey, that's a nice one. Brahos? Yes, yeah. it is. So that's I wanted a good to, artist too. I didn't care about the grade. That wasn't the purpose of me sitting in the card, and I didn't. I didn't think he was going to grade anything special. But it was one of two cards. I was like, okay, I'm not going to send a bunch any Spider-Man Metal base cards in. Am I going to send any of the golds that I had in my system in? Those were all getting mailed home anyway for my binders. Yeah. So for me, I was like, I'll send the comic cut, and I'll send the sketch card because I want to try the service out to see if I like the service. 
So I didn't care about the grade on the card. I just thought it was a great sketch card. And I'm like, it's okay, really send nice that one card. in. And then I sent, yeah, really good I about sent uh, this comic uh, cut in as oh, well. That's a good one. Is that first Doc Ock? Uh, yep, Doc Ock, ASM 11. I think it's second appearance of Doc Ock is wow. what I recall, but I, I can't say 100% on that. I don't have the comic book knowledge that you guys and Daniel and all you guys have. I So my collection in Marvel cards is I enjoy opening the cards and I enjoy the art on the cards. The backstories behind them, that's all fine and dandy, but for me, I, it doesn't matter to me when it comes to my collecting the backstories mm. on it. So, but no, I, I, I thought the service was great and I think there's a place for it. And I've sent, you know, I've sent a bunch of sports stuff in too through the uh, CSG side of yeah. things. Um, and, and I'm going to do that. Like if I get big cards that are sports stuff, I'll probably send them in through that. But I like, I like having my cards in hand and I like being able to review them myself because I don't want to send a bunch of stuff in that yeah, is just going to end up with eights anyway. And I could just send it home and I would know whether or not it's going to get that. And I can yeah. save myself a bunch of money. Right. But I get the, there's a place for it. And I think low serial numbered stuff, it makes sense because then it's less handling involved yeah. there. You don't have to worry about the shipping aspect of it. It's more protected in case it gets stuck in a belt yeah. at the post office. It doesn't get all chewed up. Right? And it's nice too because they, I, I, did, I really did like the addition of the Comp C thing. And mm-hmm. I remember the idea being floated and, and that being a part of it. And I, I thought it was just smart because so much of what I've seen other people do, and I don't do this. I'm not a person like I bring everything here, you know, and I'm very specific on what I collect. You guys know that. I don't, I don't need to yeah. repeat. Um, yeah, I'm shocked. I'm, I'm very specific, <laughs> very specific <laughs> on what I collect. But mostly what I've seen people do now and the trend is that people really don't have their collections at their house. They have their collections online. You know what I mean? Or yeah, they have with yeah, like if it's a car, if it's a card you're planning on selling anyway, and it's not going to stay in your collection. Yeah, why? Yeah, I think that's. that's a, I think it's a great service to have because now you can send it off the grade right from there. You know, you can process it, delete, see the pictures, send it off, get it graded, and then still sell it right away. You don't ever yeah. have to touch the card then. So I think you that's know, a great what, extension what, of what next EPAC. Yeah, you've also got to think of. There's a lot of people who just play the numbers game, so they might grade. Yeah. 500 a month, 200 a month, 1,000 a month or whatever. And you see it all the time on eBay and that car's selling really, really cheap. And they will just play the numbers game. You, you get know, enough tens and it doesn't, it doesn't make a difference at that point if you get enough tens. It, it, saves, it saves them a lot of handling and a lot of messing about. And so CGC mm-hmm. are quite smart, really, because if you look at it in that way, I dare say there isn't a lot of people who are just doing one or two. I did one, I got a surfer. Uh, 2013 auto, the Lee Weeks one, it came back in 95. But I graded it because I've got 2013 retro autos already in my hands, and I know they grade, I know they'll grade well because just looking at the ones that I've got. So, because I learned, and it's one of the first things I try to do in Marvel cards is buy sets or a chunk of cards. So I could instantly know what was good to grade and what wasn't good to grade. Mm. So there'd be a lot of people who are really smart who are doing that. And they might, you know, they might send like 500 a month, like 1,000 a month. And it's great for the person sending them. It's great for ComC. And it's great for CGC, isn't it? So PSA will do it eventually, won't they? They won't be far behind, I'm sure. And no, I, think, and it's, I hope everybody gets to enjoy that. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people want to enjoy 
that convenience with comp C. And I think it's nice. And you know, Calls. yeah, it's nice. It's a nice thing. It's, it's good for a lot of people who are doing different stuff. I mean, it's so weird how many different people do collect so differently. Um, I've yeah. met, it's really, it's crazy to me. Every time I think I've thought of every way to work this, you know what I mean? There's always somebody else who does something different. It's nuts. It's really yeah, cool. like you're very, you're very, very character driven with the Silver Surfer collection. That's yeah. primarily what you collect, right? And <laughs> I'm more of a, I'm a binder. I like building sets out. I like opening cards and doing that. that. That's my side of things. But I Come also on, have like this side on collection there. thing. Well, one second. No, hold up. Hold up. Very driven on the Silver Surfer. Very driven on the Silver Surfer. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, a, he's a lunatic. And he's like. Section and he's locking up. <laughs> he's seen somebody. He's like, this guy's crazy. <laughs> the man has got serious issues. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, he's sitting in his sex dungeon right now. So, I mean, we don't get to see his surfer cards. So, I mean, <laughs> funny enough, it's just, oh, yeah, it's just those, it's those three boxes, those three, four. There's, boxes there's there. no way that it's just those three or four boxes. There's no way he's got a store. He's got to have a storage unit just full no, of like no. double, it's, it's, doubles nineties uh, silver surfer cards. It's just you have no idea. That's all it is. <laughs> that's it. That, that's what it is. I have all my extras in the top Tupperware bin there. Yeah. Jesus. That's it. So I've got. So these all down here, these are all my Marvel sets that are in binders that I'm working wow. on completing. So those probably take up as much space as your three or four yeah. boxes that you have. Yeah, because then mean, I have, good. and then I have all the other cards that are listed on eBay and still. Have yeah, so you play, you play that, that game. Like I see your, I see your top loaders. I see all that stuff. See, yeah, you're yeah. playing, you're playing that game. Like me, I told you, really, I really, I was telling, I was telling a retro this a long time ago. I had a bunch of different Silver Surfer types of collectibles, um, action figures, comic books, com uh, you know, a bunch of stuff back in the day, and I sold. Most of those things kept one or two items for sentimental reasons, and I poured all that money into like going crazy on the surfer card collection. I don't know how else I would have done it, but yeah, it's just it's just that, <laughs> just that. <laughs> way, yeah, we've seen it. We've Only seen that it. we've seen parts of it. We've seen what you want us to see previously. That's there, true. <laughs> that was great when you did, you know, when you did the Instagram live when you was doing the trades for the comic book. That was fun. That was a blast. I still can't believe that worked out. That was such a nice thing it of him just, to do. It was just amazing, crazy, you know, like crazy going, story. Silver yeah. Surfer collector, one of the biggest. Do you want to tell the story? Do you want to tell the story for anybody who doesn't know the story? Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a guy who's like two hours from me. Crazy idea that he's two hours from me, and he has Jack Kirby pieces, original comic book art, John Buscema, like crazy stuff, crazy stuff that I'll never see in my lifetime. And he lives two hours, and we met each other. Because I I, I tried to make sure I knew every Silver Surfer collector because you know that's that's the game you know especially, yeah. especially when you care to collect and ended up talking to him super great guy showed me pieces of his collection the craziness he told me a story where he traded a Lamborghini a freaking Lamborghini for an original comic book art page of wow. Silver Surfer yeah he showed me it like getting towed it was great that's crazy. I, I don't think I could ever bring myself to do that to get a piece no, of paper. <laughs> it was an insane, like the guy's gene, the guy's a rock star. I, I could trade in Andrea. Just what? Sorry to interrupt. I have a Toyota Corolla out here. I works in my. Thing. Um, if anybody's got X Men 2018, X23 is knocking about the PMGs. I want the rainbow though. 
not bothered about the pinching plate. I've got a lady here who's a good cook and a good cleaner, and she's available. Sold. <laughs> like, sold. Sorry, sorry mate. Go on, carry yeah, Very dangerous so, territory here. Yeah. So you're you're back on YouTube now with not not a regular yes. schedule, but you're back on YouTube. I saw your annual box break, and that was fantastic yeah. to see you back there. That's oh, great. Because I my I was telling uh, Jake earlier my my Instagram. He's like, "Did you see my post?" I'm like, "Dude, I don't know." <laughs> I was like, "My Instagram feed is literally on the message feed like all the time. Like <laughs> the only time I'm really like going through the video and the real feeds is like when I can't sleep." <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. But I saw yeah, your video. And I, I saw you open annual. Do you uh, think annual? And I, with the I can't bar? sleep Shush. because <laughs> I can't sleep because you've not answered my message. You've not looked at my message and not commented. And I'm like, "Is Nath gonna look? It's too bloody look." Like, Is he gonna send me a message? Been, it's been twelve hours. I'll just wake up and see if he's listened to it or not. See if he's seen it. You don't realize what you do to me, honestly. Yeah, I do that, man. It's the, it's the voice. It's the magical voice. But, so um, but I sit there waiting so the for art, comments. The artwork in annual for Surfer yeah. and Doom <laughs> yes. with them being back is fantastic. The sticker that was the Surfer was my first sticker I pulled in the very first box. You pulled one. No, right? or well, you didn't pull one yet, or you did? No, I have. I'm buying them. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I only I only did the one, <laughs> I only did the one box, and I bought. I have two of them right over there that just got in the mail. Actually, two of the the stickers. Um, you know, reminiscence of the nineties. Oh you my know, god, the inserts for this set are they're fun. They're, they're great. Nice. And I hope I'm, I hope they keep doing that. Like each year, just maybe like pick up a couple different ones and just change them out each year. And then just recycle them like five, really ten years cool. down the road. I really hope. And it'll do some really cool things. I'm really happy. I got that um I got that Black Widow still. And I love Oh yeah, the suspended the suspended animation. Nice. Yeah, I pulled that yeah, one too. Yeah, yeah, they're nice. Dude. They're nice, and like the vending mm-hmm. machine stickers, I find I noticed what the um, error is in the surfer, so I can see what's going to be the problem if I want to get one graded. So I figured that out. I have the humble beginnings; those are cut. Mine looks kind of rough. Yours is beautiful. Mine, mine, looks, mine, has, mine looks beautiful. I have one that's gorgeous, and then I have these two that have the the problem that I'm noticing. So you can tell. If you look at it, and I'll explain this to everybody here. Yeah. So if you look at, they're called back scatters. Is that how you say it? Am I yeah, saying back scatters. Right? Yep. Back scatters. So if you look at the back scatters, and you look at the prism effect they have, the 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 little design thing for the hollow. Yeah. You can tell there's a black line going through, at least on the surfer, and I've seen it on a few others, where the pattern doesn't quite connect, the silver mm-hmm. pattern, and you can see a black line running through the entirety of the card. A really good example. Not also, they're pretty. They can be pretty off center at time. Um, but a really good example. The card will not have that kind of like space for the surfer. It's underneath the upper deck uh, image at the top on the front, right before his hand and arm. Good and you sir. can follow a black line all the that. way through. I do not huh? have that. I yeah, I have, have one. I have one that does not have that, and then I bought two that have it. So. But yeah, I I use my little measuring tool on my centering. So my first sil- my first sticker was the Silver Surfer, and then I pulled the Hulk and a Magneto. But my Magneto was pretty off center. But then the most recent boxes we opened on Wednesday, I pulled another Surfer, which was part of the giveaway packs. So that went out, and then I pulled another Magneto out of my packs, 
So, and that one was centered. So I'm like, okay, well, I have this other Magneto sticker that's off center now. I can use that, trade that, whatever. And then I also pulled the Galactus. So now I have Surfer Ooh. and Galactus, <sighs> and they are both very well centered with no, like, I've not seen any visible print lines on them. So those mm. two are now in my grading box to go in and potentially get nice CGCs. Well, so, you, you, you got tens and you don't want them. You know who to talk to. But <laughs> I do have one that's really clean. That's probably going to be my grade. Yeah. That'll be my grade. But the other two I got, like if I have another surfer collector and someone needs one, they can they can have it for free. Um, I just I just bought a few. But I didn't but get I think, one of these. My the the art on the surfers in this set, since it's his first setback, I think that's going to get you some competition as uh, new surfer collectors. Oh, I'm, I'm screwed. Like, I, I've told Jake this from day one. I'm totally screwed. <laughs> like, this is Ron Lim Surfer. New colorist, yeah. Ron Lim Surfer. Mm-hmm. Ron Lim was the first surfer I ever saw was a Ron Lim Surfer. Uh, issue 79. That was the first time I came in contact. And then 92 MU Silver Surfer also is Ron, Ron Lim. But, um, yeah, I'm, I, I, it's over for me. Like the way I collected Silver Surfer is not going to happen in the future. But I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, I, I had a good run. And there's going to be more competition now, so that's going to be kind of <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I mean, you're not. I don't think you're not going to be in that Spider-Man and Wolverine realm um, as far as competition goes. You know what? Or Everyone keeps like, giving like me shit. Is, is yeah, yeah. Poor, yeah. Ian Taylor's poor guy. Yeah, that guy's so screwed. I feel terrible for him. Like he's, <laughs> but he's always been like. I mean, his collection is stunning. Like, if you look at certain sketch cards, you look at certain pieces that he did, like he collected over the years. Mm-hmm. He got, he got really, like, I look at his collection and I'm like, that's essential. Even if he stopped, he'd be happy with what he, you know what I mean? Kind of like where I'm at. Like, right. if it's I stopped amazing. doing surfer, I'd be very happy with where I got to. You have to, you know, that, that's how, that's the game. You can't have it all. Jake, you jumping that, in here? That's more, man. <laughs> No, no, I'm just leaving you two. Well, first thing I was going to say is like, you look at surfing, you've got like Kirby and Bishema, haven't you? And you, you look at uh, Spidey and you've got like Vimita, Vimita Jr. even, you've got Ditko. Yeah. And you look at these huge characters and you just think like, they're always going to go out the door, they're always going to be popular. And that that's why I chose X-23. Because She's I was looking and I thought, I'm never going to be able to get like a big surfer, big Spider-Man, the characters that I do love and that, and it as well. And that's why I just like jump straight into X-23 and Miles. See, but X-23, anytime you pick a female character, you are screwed. Like without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, you're already, your competition, surfer's popular, but I I bet you money that your competition for X-23 is way harder than mine. For surfer, yeah, I've got like, Swam- Swami for a start. Swami won't sell me anything. Swami's scary, yeah. Swami finds stuff. I don't know how he finds <laughs> certain Swami things. is scary. That, that guy's a beast. <laughs> he finds certain cards, and I just look at him like, "You dog." I don't even know how you did it. <laughs> Andy gets tens as well. He might not show him, but like, he'll show me a cheeky ten, and I'm just like, "Shit!" Said so, you get what well, I need to do to have that. He said you can't have it. But at least he's honest. He just says, no, you can't have it. And then nope, just like, not for you. Yeah, fair play. Yeah. Not Nothing for you. Wrong with that, though, is that? I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, not for you, sunshine. No chance. <laughs> Swami's a trip. I love it. He'll that. sell it to Nick so Nick can upcharge you. Oh, <laughs> he probably wants it. Yeah. Oh, Nick. <laughs> Nick. Nick wouldn't know what it was unless it was overpowered. He'd be like, what's, what's, 
What's this girl here with two claws on it? He's no, he's no idea. Man, I miss Gingy. I haven't spoken to Gingy in a while. Nah, he's just busy. He's really yeah. busy. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't blame. I've been everything's been crazy on my end too, but that's funny. That's that's a good thing about the hobby, isn't it? It's like we can all jump in or out oh, at yeah. any given time. It doesn't matter, Always. does it? You know, it's like no, no. I love I that. I don't think it matters. It's funny. It's I don't like talk when... to anybody else, but you guys, it cracks me up. I was Emily. <laughs> I was talking to my wife, and she was like, "She was like, how many people do you talk to a day?" I was like. It's a lot. <laughs> so yeah. I don't talk to it's anybody the constant, else. The constant news, uh, the constant message feed, right? It's ridiculous. It's fun. It's fun though. I'm very happy about mm-hmm. it because you know it's it's nice to have like you know be able to chat with you guys all the time and stuff. It's pretty fun. But yeah, but so yeah. since since you've been doing CGC, is it like how much of your time does that take up? What do they ask you to do? What conversations are you involved in? Is and just in a gem, just out of curiosity, like because that yeah, must take I mean, up some time. So I, it was really front heavy with the database and coming up with things that I thought were important when grading Marvel cards. And then I hit up, I hit up a lot of people who are in the hobby twice as long as I have been, and kind of really just got a lay of the land for like how people thought about mm-hmm. cards and things that bothered them and all this kind of stuff. So. That was a lot of the work up front is just trying to get things done in a way that a lot of collectors who had been there for a while and really understood Marvel cards on a level that I didn't to kind of just, you know, give me their input and have some things kind of drawn in the sand and things done correctly out of the gate. You know, again, at the end of the day, a lot of my ideas are just suggestions, sometimes different reasons, different things. People, you know, people make different things, suggestions and different, uh, moves than from what i recommend or you know vice versa um but now it's very much consulting you know i have something kind of crazy that's coming up this week where someone's going to show something who's a kind of a celebrity collector who's going to show something that i don't think a lot of you guys have seen that was in it, that's now in a cgc slab so that's going to be really fun to see everyone's reaction um i just did the dc stuff with them I'm working on Star Wars with them now, but little things like that, you know, day-to-day conversations, trying to make sure, you know, I'm trying to make sure we get someone really cool for the next signature series. So I've been working on that, you know, try, try, I'm trying to do things in this thing where I'm like, this is what everybody's always wanted. Hopefully, hopefully this will be nice. Oh, for like, all the, <laughs> you know, oh, I mean, hopefully this will be nice for the future. <laughs> that's why I was really happy when I saw he was involved in that. And I just thought, well, who are we going to get who's going to be better? I'm not saying there isn't anybody better than you. You know what I mean? I'm not like, not kissing your ass or something. I'm sure there's a lot of people who could like, uh, yeah, somebody yeah, always I mean, knows better, don't they? Somebody always sure, knows better. Always, but, it's, it's, but you're it's, passionate. No, I mean, honestly, like, I know, I know that everybody wants something like that, like this, you know, for your hobby to become, you know, big focal point of your life. And to, you know, to yeah, be able to amazing. enjoy, you know, yeah. but, and I get that, but, and there are people who are way better than at me, than me to do this kind of stuff for sure. It's just, you know, most people have like different lives, different jobs. They don't want to do this. They're they, you exactly. know, yeah. yeah, they might want to just like say a few things and then have me carry it forward. And that's kind of what I've tried to do is a little more of, well, that, I've tried to be more of a messenger than like an authority. That's what, <laughs> that's, 
Well, that's what I was thinking. That's exactly what you said. I mean, you, you know shit loads about Marvel, don't you? You know, you know yeah. shit comes. The likes of you and Ian, they're, they're like legends, aren't they? You know, you've been in it so long. But you also know all the other legends, don't you? So and that's more important, yeah. That's what I mean. So as an accumulative, it's like, when I saw it, I thought, oh, yeah, he's now in Fausto with CGC. Then it just clicked instantly, and I thought, yeah, but it's not, because then some of the questions you've been asking on the, the MCCW previously, yeah. all of a sudden not, they all just clicked in and made sense. And I thought, well, it's like the Borg, isn't it? It's like, we've got a CGC <laughs> Borg here, haven't we going? Which is amazing, we are isn't the Borg. it? <laughs> yeah. No, like, yeah, it's amazing. It well, see, but that's the thing, like you guys too, like I know you guys have been collecting for a long time, like retro, you, you, you know, Jake and I have been talking, Jake taught me a whole nother world about what you've done with Pokemon and what you started doing with Marvel yeah. and you're like, you, you years know, now we've been talking you've, you've done crazy good stuff and, you know, True Blue, I've only heard really great things about you, you know what I mean, and stuff that you've done. Um, but I think so much of this stuff is just, I'm trying to make sure it's fun trying to make sure we get stuff for us that's why i did the like new york comic card show where we had original art there because i was like whenever you ever got to a con to see you know what i mean and like the sample cards like the cgc sample cards like Mm -hmm. how do you get like cards you know little things like that i was just like this would just be so good for us that's stuff that other companies that are out there such as upper deck could take note of and try to bring more people into the hobby with that like they don't go to the shows. They don't. They don't bring yeah. promo cards for the conventions and stuff like that. And it's really weird. I know. I tr- you know before I was working at CGC, I had consulted with Upper Deck. You know, on the down low, like you know, they would ask me about sets. Like when I was doing the podcast with Ian, they would mm-hmm. ask him and I, and we'd have to long talks with them and all. You know, have nice previewed info. Uh, uh, you know, certain types of information told to us and stuff. But I, I you know, I can't speak for Upper Deck, but you know, it's, it's a you know people. It's a lot of money. People think differently about these things. You know, I for me, Marvel cards just make a lot of sense as something that I, I just like them. I, I don't know. You know, I, I know a lot of people looking from an investment standpoint and all this other stuff, but it's just been fun. It's been something I've been doing, and I've met, like, my favorite people through this hobby. So I just – I very much enjoy doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hopefully, more and more of the stuff yeah. happens. You know, that they're, they're slowly turning into a sort of investment. I mean, to me, they've not got the, the and I hate the term, but a lot of sports cards say it uh, liquidity. Marvel cards yeah. haven't got that. Do you know, a comic, a comic, a comic book, I would say, you know, you could possibly look at it as an investment. But it takes time. I think we mentioned it before in the show, and that takes a lot of time, doesn't it? I mean, I look at cards, and I don't like to buy anything, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I don't like to buy anything that I can't possibly make money on. You know, yeah. I, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, my X-23 Platinum Portrait is the most expensive card I've ever bought at $800. I bought that because I wanted it. You know, I did buy that because I wanted it. But I do, I do look at it. As a view of can I sell it on if everything goes? In fact, I've I've sold lots of Pokemon these last few months just because of uh, current situation and Marvel cards too. I mean, I do so loads. It's just because you can't keep it all and no, you buy man. it. I mean, Andrew like, said to me, "Why are you selling all this?" I said, "No, but I buy it to sell it as well." It's not. 
it just so happens that I've got a bit of time because I'm not at work at the minute and I've got time to sell it. You do buy it to sell it, to move it, to get other things, don't you? you know, no, I mean, the hobby should fund that. the hobby. Look, I think I think at one, I saw a really great uh, video on YouTube where these people were talking, where these uh, comic book collectors and comic book art collectors were talking. And somebody was like, you know, I've been doing this for like 30 years. And I remember back in the day, you would like have a comic book and it would, you know, go up in value and you would sell it and then buy what you wanted. But you wouldn't make a whole yeah. freaking video on YouTube be like, hey, this is this price now. I'm going to switch. So it didn't become public knowledge. So it wasn't something that everyone like ran to do. It was just something that opportunities came. Like I've sold cards, plenty of cards. Look, and here's the scary thing. Here's the real truth, right? You guys have seen this on eBay. I guarantee it. Remember there was a time where there were a lot of storm sketch cards or there are a lot of mystique sketch cards on eBay. Did you yeah, notice yeah. that? Yeah. Right. Did That's because away? Is that what it right. was? someone passed away, someone gave up or yeah. you know, not gave up, but moved on, I should say, because giving up is kind of a harsh thing, you know, moved on yeah. from collecting mystique sketch cards. You can't sell all this stuff. No one's going to come up to me and buy my entire Silver Surfer card collection. But I do know that. Like, oh, you struggle. Yeah. If there is something I need to sell, I know what pieces I can sell. If I need it, you know what I mean? And that does give me comfort when I'm spending $800, $1,000, $2,000 on a card. I'm not sitting there being like, great, now I have to live in this cardboard box forever. You know what I mean? No, it's like, well, if something yeah. ever did went horribly wrong, I'm not totally screwed out of every penny that I have sitting in a closet. Like, I think that's only fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think I'll uh, explain. It's somehow you feel like the Marvel community hasn't evolved as much as collecting hobbies, hobbies have done. Do you know? So it's been a firm yeah. thing in Pokemon for quite a while. Star Wars, I mean, I remember looking at Star Wars in 1999 mm. and the power of the Force figures, well, maybe 98, yeah. 97 actually. And, yeah. uh, wow. Like, and and they were like then like old carded the first Star Wars cat, which obviously my big thing was Star Wars, and yeah. they were only just like becoming prominent then in clusters and uh, investment, if you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. It was only like the late nineties that people were like, oh god, well, you know, I've got some carded Star Wars figures here in the back. Yeah. So even Star Wars, for, and which is probably the best IP there is, well in my yeah. eyes, major. But even then, it's taken so long, so. Marvel card like collectors, if you think there's, I've mentioned this before, what can there be? There's 5,000 on the MCCW and the Marvel cards group ish. Mm -hmm. If you take into context, there's probably another 5,000 who are worldwide who don't use social media. And then you probably cut that into 50% anyway, because the, the 5,000 on the group, half of them won't be active. And right. then the worldwide. Half, half of them as well who were collectors have probably got what they already wanted years ago. So there might only be five or six thousand dollars. No, it's 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 an interesting when you start looking at the math and seeing how many collectors are, and I've met a lot of collectors now. I've been fortunate to meet a lot of collectors. And the truth is, like people who get upset in the MCCW or in all these other groups about like people selling and they talk all this. To be honest, to be honest with you, madness, you know, madness sometimes. Exactly, it, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But a lot of people who do have these conversations, 
and they say, oh, sports cards people are just stacking cards. You know, I can be, I can tell you the truth. They're stacking cards too. They can pretend they're not. They can say they're not, but they're without a freaking doubt stacking cards and making plays on cards and spending a ridiculous amount of money on cards, just like the sports people, but they have it for themselves. That's all. I mean, you have to be an idiot not to understand that someone's being like, they all get bent out of shape. I can't afford this card anymore. I was like, okay, yeah, that's Mm. that's big boy pant time. And to figure out what you want to do with your life, (laughs) like, you know, (sighs) if you can't afford it, there's shit I can't afford either, man. I just... Pick so you don't buy it and you move on I, to something else. I move on. I don't so she's lying. out there for the rest of the world and make everybody feel like an ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The, thing that, the thing that makes <laughs> me laugh, though, is like, oh, well, I can't afford this card anymore. So let's talk in like a surreal situation, which not that long ago wasn't even surreal. Yeah. Most collectors are, I would argue, say like 96, 97 or so, maybe 2000, could possibly have everything that they wanted. So what happened then? They had everything they wanted. So you notice a lot of OGs in that. And I'm just going to shout out to Matt Fuller. Uh, not because I'm I'm towering him with the same brush, just because he's amazing, has an amazing collection. It's awesome. So what happened then? What happened then in my eyes? All these people, they got all the cards they wanted. So what did they do then? They went into the sketch cards and then they went into original art, went into high-end sketch art cards. So if you're a collector... There's always been something you can't afford. Of course. There's always been something that. So then you go on to original paintings, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just like. Yeah. You figure yeah. out where you are you, on the hierarchy. That's all it is. It's just. Exactly. But I, I, I guess what bothers me about. And I think the attitude is slowly but surely kind of leaving um, and moving on. And hopefully it does. But I feel like the, the problem with the attitude that I have is like people like attacking other people people attacking other people's collections. Like that stuff's just so weird to me Yeah, because I'm just like, yeah, it's wrong. you know, you're unhappy with the status quo. All right. Well, I, I get unhappy about yeah. stuff too, but why are you going to go ahead and like, and the other thing, Oh my God, I remember this. I, someone told me they were like, I wish you were more honest about like people's cards and whether they were good or special and all this stuff. Like people were like, Oh, you're so enthusiastic. I wish you were more honest about like, what is an actual collectible and what's this and what's that. And I always crack up and I always think to myself, I was like, I'm confused. So like yeah. if someone showed me a card and it was like, yeah. out of 25 from a set, whatever it is. Right. I'd be like, Oh, that's an awesome yeah. card. Congrats, man. Very cool. That's, that's really cool. I love this idea of this card. That's awesome. They'd be like, yeah, yeah, you know, but you don't, you know, that's not one of the best cards in the world. The out of 10 is even better. Why don't you say it? like stuff like that? And I'm kind of, it always cracked me up because in my head I was thinking, so now you think that there should be an authority out there that's shitting on everybody else's collection. Yeah. yeah like you really want to be that you really want keepers. Right. It's very weird. Like, it's okay to be excited about cards, even yeah. if they're not the craziest cards in the world. Like it can be a base card in a set and it's collectible to somebody. Yeah, it's, it's collectible fun. to somebody. And someone's getting a kick out of that. Just yeah, enjoy I can't. it. Be happy that they enjoy it. That's it, man. But everyone wants this weird kind of like every it's weird because when cards become total investments for people, people want to make sure that there's a hierarchy. And they yeah. want the hierarchy known because it increases value on their collectible. Yeah. I, but, I, I've always said, you know, figure out where you want to collect. Like, watch all the box opening videos, watch all the different set videos, read the post, hang out, chill, yeah. be that 
be that guy that's hanging out behind the scenes. Yeah. Figure out where you want to collect. Do you want to be a, a sketch card hive type collector where you're a character collector? Do you want yeah. to be a true blue collectibles kind where you're doing set building and building binders and stuff like that? Do you want yeah. to be a, a retroverse where you're, you're in a whole bunch of different stuff and that's fine and you can move it and get into more stuff? Figure out where you want to be in the collecting yeah, world and man. just enjoy that. It's weird. It's well, a weird thing. What I was good. What I was going to say is like, don't focus on any of it. Fuck it. Just do yeah. what I mean. So when I got into everything, I spoke to Uncle Norrin, reached out. He was the first one to uh, I probably got in touch with him. We had phone calls, etc., etc. Like I said before, I didn't listen to any of the MCC podcast. I didn't want to be swayed. Yeah. And uh, I just did my own shit. You don't need to be a character collector. You don't need to be a set collector. You don't need to be pigeonholed in this thing. And no, yeah, no. certain aspects of social media might slag you off or have a go. And uh, I'll, in fact, I'll invite any haters now. I'm personally inviting <laughs> anybody who wants to hate and chew the fat, and, uh, which is why I had the curator on the other day. You know, like yeah. anyone who wants to be be a cunt, just come on the show and be a cunt, and we'll chat. I, I can chat being a cunt all day, no problem. Because I, I don't care about you know. This is fun to me. This is our hobby. This is our hobby, and it's a laugh. So just yeah. just do what you want, yeah, and don't be pigeonholed, but just research and that, yeah. yeah. No, I, I get very turned. No I get very turned off by the the groups when people, like you were saying earlier, where people are trying to steer people to collect a specific way. Yeah, because to me, I view that as no different. There's education, and then yeah. there's steering, right? There's education, yeah. and then there's steering. To me, the people that are steering people a specific direction, saying you have to collect this, you have to collect this. These are the, these are the things you have to collect to be successful in collecting. To me, that's no different than somebody hyping up a card or a product or pumping a card because you're doing the same thing. Well, because you're gaining, you're you're increasing your audience, right? For exactly, your product, yeah, yeah. That's ex- it's just yeah. it's just a manipulative move. Like I remember. So the cards, the, so it was like maybe a year before the boom, I started like Steve Aoki reached out to me mm-hmm. out of the blue on my Instagram and asked me to help him find Marvel cards. So I helped him build his collection over that time. And it was like a year before the boom. And the thing he was having trouble finding were like big, bigger, some bigger, rarer cards, like the green PMGs yeah. or all this other stuff. And then, you know, Ian Fisher's green Spider-Man PMG went on auction and all that stuff. And Aoki wanted to get it. And then you know, other people were buying it and all this stuff. The last card, one of the last cards I was missing for my collection, for the master collection, was the green surfer PMG. Because a lot of people were holding those. PMGs are not the best cards in the world. They're just not. They're just they look, that, they look great, but it doesn't great. make them the it doesn't the make them great. Not. Whoever thinks they're great, they're great. Whoever doesn't think they're great, they're mm-hmm. not great. It doesn't matter. The funny part was that that was the conversation for a lot of people because those were the cards that people were having the hardest time trying yeah. to obtain. And it's, the reason for that is the crazy reason for that is is like when you figure out where they are, which I did, I figured out where a lot of those were. I figured out where like a lot of the Spider-Man PMGs were. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you start to realize where they are all around the world is that they're collected by people who also did other types of sports stuff or like had two or three and they just don't need the money. Like you figure that out with sketch cards, you figure that out with other amazing sets like, you know, the vintage stuff or like MM16 or MM18, you know, all these different sets. Everyone has different fandoms of the different sets. 
you just figure out the people who get go on them hardcore Flare Ultra X Men. Flare uh-huh. Ultra X Men is collected by one guy who has like seventy or eighty percent of that set. That is no joke. That's not even an exaggeration on the number. Seventy or eighty percent of the set, he has it, and he controls the market on resale. He doesn't care to sell it. It's yeah. sitting in a in his house, in a part of his house that he's really proud of, which I love. He loved that. He loved that set so much. And he's that's like, nope, it. It's mine. I'm taking it's it. It's mine. And he and he, he had the money to do it, and he did it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's very cool. You know, it's a shame that people can't enjoy that set as much because it is controlled by one person. But it's the roll of the dice. You know what I mean? I. It, it's very strange how people want to pigeonhole other people into saying this is the most important card or this is the most important card yeah yeah so uh, i talked about this a little bit with on the round table we had spidey on one week or he had popped in and we were talking about like the pmgs like spider-man mantle we'll use that as an example the pmgs the red pmg specifically compared to the oranges the turquoise and the pinks like logically the pmg should not be worth more than any of those three other variations the reds because they're numbered to 100 there's 90 of them or whatever mathematical system that upper deck's using for those yeah when all those other cards are numbered lower yeah visually i see the higher collecting aspect of it like why this is tied to that and why this thing that says precious metal gems on it is so much more important than these other ones that are just you know color parallel yeah right i, I get that aspect of it but yeah logically it makes no sense for somebody to tell somebody else hey the pmg's better Oh, you want to hear something batshit? No. I got one for you. This one's even crazier. Yeah, just, and this this yeah, happened to say me. something. Fast. Please. Can I just, if you bought a pair of like, Nike Air Jordans and they didn't have the Jordan logo on and they didn't have the sweep on them, how much would they be worth? Carry All on. Right. No, it's true. It was, <laughs> it's, it's true. Yeah, it's the exact it's same. Well, this, the cra- one of the craziest examples of this, and it's not slightly brand, but it, it's very close in, in comparison. I had an opportunity to buy. I don't have this card. Um, I've had other silver. I've had other silver spectrum out of ten Marvel masterpiece cards. I've had other ones, plenty of other ones actually. I've had red spectrums as well um, here and there, and I've sold them or I've kept them. You know, little things like that, or you know, I, I know where they are in collection. I had three opportunities to buy silver spectrum autograph Joe Jusco Silver Surfer out of ten from MM sixteen. It's out of 10, right? Silver Surfer is not a crazy character. He's, 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 t- he's high, but he's not a crazy high tier character. Mm-hmm. But the prices that people wanted for it were insane because he's a tier four character. Now, here's the batshit logic, right? He's a tier yeah. four character, but he's still out of 10 like all the other cards that are out of 10. Yeah. So how does that make sense that he's priced higher you see what I mean? So it was just yeah. I passed all three opportunities because what you know I, that didn't make any sense to me is pay to pay like almost two grand or fifteen hundred for something that Joe Jusco signed. Now let me put this in perspective for you, just to clear it up, and, I, and I'll go fast. Joe Jusco signed. I love him. Great guy. Awesome artist. Godfather to Marvel cards. Super G. This guy signed everything. He's still alive. I've said this. He's still, still relatively doing it. young. He signs a lot of cards. Dynamic what? Forces. He signed 5,000 of these. So his signature 
is everywhere. And the prices they are commanding for those particular cards are absurd. I have the what if one out of 10, and I have the alpha with his signature on it. I love the card. Yeah, yeah. I like it. It's a nice card. It's pretty. But in my head, am I going to also have to compromise now paying close to $5,000 just because someone, and a lot of people, mind you, just like the PMGs, control the market of those cards? It is not made up. That is a fact. There are only a certain amount of people and they control all of those cards. That's not, someone has multiple, there's one guy out there, I can tell you who he is after, who owns most of the autograph buyback cards. He owns like four copies of each each character. Yeah, of each character. He owns four or five of each character out of number of 15. Each one, he owns them. And he cornered the market on purpose. Those those that know me know that I am not a fan of buybacks, and we've talked about this before. Like to me, there is no rarity in that buyback card. It's somebody put a stamp oh, on can, a card that there's thousands of them out there. And but it's the same it, way of no, having I a card can, numbered. It's just yeah, someone numbered yeah. that card. You know what no. I mean? And 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 I understand it's slightly different because that card does exist in plentiful, even though there's one that's stamped on it. So I understand that variation is an issue. I think that. The biggest issue I have with this stuff is that, and and it is, and here's the here's the truth about it, right? It's a logic I don't agree with, but it's not like something I'm gonna sh- and like, and I'm not shitting on any of these cards. I hope I hope everybody hearing this understands that. I'm just sharing that there's a logic I don't agree with. It doesn't mean the cards aren't nice. They're wonderful. They're beautiful. Yeah, but I like to have it. Sure, with the buybacks. It's just a compromise. Like, you just figure out where yeah. you're willing to compromise. That's all. But you know that. See, that, that the, the thing is, though, you always see you always see the post about oh, oh, falsely manufactured scarcity and this, that, the other, and, and I just think like, fuck off! As soon as anybody puts a serial number on any card, I don't care if it's a PMG, an auto, or what, it's manufactured scarcity. Hundred percent. Like Fausto yeah. saying exactly about the surfer. So you can't slag. Up. I mean, I like buybacks. You know, me. That's just me personally. And it doesn't matter because it is all manufactured scarcity. That's the game. Rarity. Like for me, some of this, like here's a great example. I have the Mandalorian collection that I think think Jake knows about. I don't know if I've showed you True Blue. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. um, You know, like I have on-card autographs by Pedro for the Mandalorian cards, right? Which not Mm -hmm. many exist, right? And they, they, they're, they're costly. You know, I got, I got mine early. I got lucky, but it's on card. It's auto. Not many exist. Yada, yada. I'd have to be a complete idiot to think that card. You know what I mean? Is always going to be worth infinite amount of money. Pedro's a young man. They're going to have him sign more cards. Dude, yes. He hasn't can, signed in a while, yeah. but he's still going to sign. Shit. You know and, what I mean? That's so, where I think, I think that's where Marvel is different than the sports realm in that. Because these characters will always be these characters, sure, you're going to get different variations of them. These artists that come out there, like you said, they're younger guys. They're going to be around a long time unless something tragic happens. Yeah. Which, <clears throat> it's not like sports where you have new rookies every year, and that's the only year they're going to have a rookie card, hmm. right? So that's where that's where sports is different than the Marvel realm. That, that's locked in for that player for that year. And then anything after yeah, that that's... is... 
going to have those up and down flows in the manufactured scarcity of whatever card comes out. And that's out. the betting, right? That, that's that's what that's yeah. what sports card is. In my, I don't know enough about sports cards to actually talk about this. I shouldn't even pretend. But that's the betting, right? That's the thrilling nature yep. of it is, is, you know, banking on a particular Prospect. player, prospecting, that kind of good stuff. Is there prospecting in Marvel? I don't think there is. I think Marvel is more about and this, I, I honestly believe this. I think more. I think Marvel Marvel card collectors are more art collectors than card collectors, right? They know the artists. They know the histor the history of the artist with that character. Like if you like, for instance, here's a surfer Ron Lim, right? If you know anything about the character Silver Surfer, you understand that Ron Lim is the one of the five or six artists who have worked on the Silver Surfer comic books. So to me. Having Ron Lim's art on a card is far more important than, than, you know, some random person. Like if you're having to think value wise, you know what I mean? And again, that changes from here or there. Like you can do that kind of prospecting where you're looking at artists who have like significant things with the character, yada, yada, yada. You can go down that road. But I think Marvel cards are more about the technology of the inserts, right? How cool they can be different scene artists it's cool to have different artist portrayals of different characters you know what i mean i love that too and i think there's just a lot of fun things you can do with marvel cards in how you collect them and what you decide to do and you know it, it, it's very different than comparing it to sports cards because at the end of the day it, it's it's not it's not the same the inserts do mimic that there are things there but it's just not the same you know what I mean? You can't you can't collect I, I, the same way you can collect sports cards. I don't think, and I've always said it to you, Faust, and I've always commented and everything. And I've always said, stop trying to compare what we've got to everything else. It's very strange. It's its own identity. It's not it isn't Pokemon. I mean, there's talk now of like one of one Pokemon cards and one of one Magic the Gathering cards. But if you look at how many Magic the Gathering cards are. There's tens of tens of thousands. It's not. And Pokemon, I mean, there's so many, you know, but yeah. Pokemon changes their art with like every generation. They have lots of different generations. So you can't compare Marvel to Pokemon. You can't compare it to sport. No. You can't compare it to. And stop doing it. We've got our no. own thing. We don't need to compare it to anything else. We have our right. own, I mean, don't we want our own identity too? Like we all collect Marvel exactly. cards. Like, we should it. have our yeah. own thing. Like we should not like yeah, I yeah. remember that being a real conversation yeah. with CGC at one point because they kept trying to understand and not to their own fault. This wasn't like a rude thing. It was more like, oh, so is it like this? Or is it like this? You know, because they kept trying yeah, it's to natural to compare, it. isn't it? Natural, right. It was a natural tendency. But I had oh. to eventually just be like I have to be really honest with you. You have to treat this as its own thing. That's why I did oh, the, um, whether it was right or wrong, that's why I found out from like bigger collectors and all of you guys through the groups and stuff about the different eras for the pop report on CGC. Like the, yeah, the Excelsior, the creator, you know, the modern. Yeah. I did that purposely to give us, yeah. well, we did that. We did that as a community purposely to give us an identity yeah. separate from yeah how everyone else looks at these cards. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I I think, I think that's going to be when that starts happening in the future where people start treating Marvel as its own thing, instead of finally, like instead of just simply comparing it or trying to understand it from other aspects in order to collect it. I think once people start doing that, 
it's going to be a lot more exciting for people. And I think the longevity of Marvel cards will be even more solidified when people start treating it like it's yeah, all. I think it's on. I think some of that's on uh, the companies creating this too, creating the products and making sure that the card sets aren't transitioning to those other styles as well. Yes, it keeps its own identity. That's super important. Not like here's eight million different parallels. Like when I see certain things, like I loved how the medallions looked Mm -hmm. in Clear Ultra Avenger. They looked really great, but like I think every time they do a sports kind of thingy, which is cool, I get that. Like I'm not knocking it. They should also make sure that they put something really interesting out there. You know what I mean? On its own. Yeah. Like I want to, yeah, like you yeah. have to one for one, like as a company, you're going to have to do that. If you're going to go down the road of yeah. like, we're going to bring back this brand that we're really famous for because we're upper deck, then you really have to go ahead and say, you know what? I'm going to do this now. Like the, for instance, the Marvel beginnings doing the comic cut booklets. I don't know if you guys saw this, but they're doing booklets where they go from the very first appearance of the character to the most modern in different comic cuts as a book. Oh, wow. Okay. And, oh, I've not seen that. Yeah, yeah. So they did their Twitch thing and they showed it, showed some ish, some pictures. I'll send it to you guys after this so you can see it. Um, yeah, I have to put that out there. Um, but that's really important. You know what I mean? Like you need that stuff, man. Comic cuts are super important to like the Marvel card yeah. world. You know what I mean? Like holograms are important to us. Um, gosh, dude, what other things? Like, do you know Marvel? what is crazy? Tell me. S- slightly off topic. I'm just thinking no. now. Right. I've always looked at comic cuts. I love looking at comic cuts. I don't own any. I don't know why that is. And probably because I'm in the UK and it's hard. Yeah. And I was looking at and I can't remember the set. And but basically looking at X-Men Metal comic cuts, the comic cut was more expensive for sale on eBay than the CGC 9.8 book. And really? Like, what? Wow. wow. And I can't, I can't think. I saved it, but the problem was, like, between me and Jay for Pokemon and stuff, and Andrew, we've got like three or four different eBay accounts. And I saved <laughs> it to the wrong e- eBay account, you know? <laughs> right. So it's like, it's on a watch it, list yeah. somewhere. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Like, I just can't like... think what the. But it's the thing that comic cuts are sell. I mean, it might not sell, you know, we can all. No, no, no. And I think comic cuts cuts are really special because if you have a graded book, you're not going to get to enjoy the panel, right? You're not going to get to enjoy the panel. And for the panel to be framed on its own card of a book that's already deteriorating, I think that's super nice. I think that's amazing. Like Fleur Ultra Avengers, just because I just remembered, they did the medallion thing and then they went ahead and made those value stamp cards. That was genius. Having the medallions and then the value stamp was wonderful because that value stamp insert for Fleer Ultras in the future, that should continue as a line because that's very Marvel specific because in Marvel comic books, you had those value stamps and then they made them into cards. So you have the history with the aesthetic matching the card. That's the way to do it, in my opinion. Could, I want to see imagine, stuff like that. Could you imagine if they got the real value stamps? That's like what I was saying. I was, I was, like, was just going to say always what you find. Just as a cut, that already well, cut out. wouldn't that be great? That were already I, cut out. Yeah, that were think, already cut out. I bought a I book whole, to have to have a copy of the stamp for Surfer because I found I out the, I didn't know that whole, existed. I think the the whole one eighty one is Hellcat, and when I f- first heard about them, I thought, I'm sure I'd read Hellcat or I saw in a list or somebody mentioned it, and I remember thinking, shit, no, no, am I right there? Really? And I'm just like thinking, 
No, it can't be a real value stamp. But could you just imagine if it was a real value stamp? I think they should have an insert. I think I think they could do the value stamps where they design it themselves. That'd be awesome. But then I think they should have like a subset that's like a cut of the actual value stamp from certain books. I think that'd be sick. If it was, if if they were available, I'm sure they are. I didn't even put that together. Like I, someone emailed me a full list of every value stamp in every book, and like so that list exists. Someone did the hard work. Yeah, and figure that out. Yeah. yeah. So it ex- I have it here. I'm looking at it right now. It's awesome. But I like yeah. the insert, the value stamp insert. I think it's really cool. And it's like, I don't know. It's, it's just nice, an example. Yeah. 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 I think they are trying upper deck. I mean, you look at annual, like, annual for me, I think is, I've only ever opened it on EPAC. But I look at the inserts, I look at the stickers, and I look at like the, uh, the animation, what do they call the suspended animation? Suspended animation yeah. Suspended animation. I think that's really cool. Do you know what I mean? I, I think in Playbills Avengers they did all that with stuff and Yeah. I don't know. Get in I, there, aren't they? There's things there's things that are gonna be done and, and and you know, the problem with Upper Deck is, you know, we've it don't want to repeat too much, but you know, we've said it before, you know, quality, the cutting of the cars, the certain details, the things that they should be paying attention to. You know, I, I just think that for the longevity of the hobby, we need to make sure that our inserts have something to do with Marvel collectibles. You know what I mean? Like you guys remember back in the day, Star yeah. Wars collectibles, Star Wars was really genius, right? You would have those, remember the books that were Star Wars collectible books and they would show you the action figures or the bust or the cards. Yeah, like yeah. I felt like when you collected Star Wars, you knew about all the different collectibles. Well, but when you collected you Marvel, everything there. You knew everything, mm. but with Marvel, you had no idea. You didn't know that they were also still making cards. Like, how many Marvel people have you guys spoken to over the years now that you're in this hard? And like, yeah, I'm collecting cards. Oh, they're still making those. That's the response I get all the time. You know what I mean? I was shocked. I, 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 game. I looked. Well, so, I looked so, in this so many country shops, for about four them. years, and there was nothing. No, there's nothing. You can't find this stuff. Like to yeah. find this stuff is to be a literal modern day treasure hunter. To find well, even here, cards, even here in Utah, to find like Spider Man Metal came out and like everybody was posting these pictures. Hey, we got all these blasters. Look at how many blasters I found. Like Joshua, Scandell, what? myself, we all live right here in the same stretch in Utah, and we looked all over the place. And I think total, we found less than ten blasters. It's the same in North Carolina. You can't find it. Yeah. And you even Fleer Ultra Avengers, I haven't seen Fleer Ultra Avengers in store at Walmart or Target. I found two One time. at a Barnes and Noble. That's one it. time I found six boxes. One time I couldn't believe, and it was stupid luck because Alonzo and Justin were in town anyway, yeah. and it was just one. And they had six boxes. That was the only target in the whole town, and it just happened to be there. I couldn't believe it because otherwise, that was the first time I ever came across them, ever. I mean, I feel yeah. bad for you, Jake. I know, I know, London's a, you know, oh, I know the UK is a nightmare. I can't get anything. There. Oh yeah, first. No, I mean, I did. I did get three uh, boosters, but uh, wow, sent over. With, yeah, with them releasing all these re- with them releasing all these retail sets, which I think is great because it does give people an opportunity to at least open some cards if they can find yeah. them. Yeah. Do you think, hypothetically, that they would ever do a retail version of masterpieces? Masterpieces is always thick stock. It's always its own original art. It's always serial numbered for all the cards. Do you think they'd ever do like a thirty-five point standard card stock, non-serial numbered version where somebody can open those retail and still get the art? I think they have to 
Um, I think they have to, because if they don't do that, I think they run the risk of what they've been in since 2016 or 20, yeah, 2016, 2017. It might've even started with 2012 Marvel premiere where their whole audience is between the ages of 25 and 55. And that's their audience. Like those are the guys, you know what I mean? Like, and, and women who collect, that's it. And we're all, and we all, we all collected because we're back in the nineties. They're going to have a generational drop off if they don't make it accessible or treat it like they once did in the 90s where like you could see a Spider-Man card when you go watch a Spider-Man movie. You know what I mean? Or you can be at the drugstore and like with your mom or with your dad or whoever you're with and you can just look in the aisle and see like Spider-Man hanging out with Gwen. You know what I mean? Like you have to have that. If you don't have that, the hobby will die out and it, it won't die out as and disappear. It will just become more and more premium and the pool of collectors will get smaller and smaller and smaller until they decide to do it the other way. Um, for some reason, they always try to like make the audience larger with uh, TCG Marvel cards like versus system legendary. Mm-hmm. They put a lot of advertisement behind it and it's very stupid in the sense that it never does anything, but there are hard collect, hardcore, hardcore collectors into those things, and they're very nice people. I've spoken to them because I've had to find certain cards, and they're lovely. But the problem is that the like Marvel Snap, Marvel Snap is super accessible. If they don't learn that they have to make cards out of Marvel Snap and make some kind of game from that, and take that name and bridge it out into a TCG or something. I just don't know what's going to be the future. I think it would be great to have masterpieces as a 35 point blaster with a cool insert that everyone could enjoy. That's a genius idea. That's, that's the way to do it. I remember talking to upper deck back, 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 back in the day. And they asked Ian and I was like, you know, what should we do to make it more accessible? It was like, if this is not in target Walmart and all these places as blasters, you're never going to sell this stuff. And they had been already kind of in the, in the mix of it, but it was a huge thing we were talking about before it happened. It was like, I don't know who you expect to still collect this. Like I have to send all my extra cards to like people's kids and all this other stuff. And I send them for free. That's why, I, that's why I'm giving away the stuff from the annual box that I got. Cause otherwise yeah. who can buy this stuff? You know what I mean? Like I think, it's yeah. I think is though, what they need to realize is like, Cards are still huge. Kids love cards. Kids love stickers. Course, I've had my grandson here today, Harrison, and he's that he's had a Spider-Man outfit on. And I was on the Elusive and Doom's podcast the other day, and I said nice. he's got his hands in these shoes, pretending he's Spider-Man climbing up the wall. And I'm like, and and I give him cards. I give him Pokemon cards. Kids love cards. That the physically you can hold it. You know. Children love to like trade cards, play snap with cards. You know, you got that many cards, you can play a game with snap with the cards. Shit, you can fold them up into a paper airplane if you want to do with the card. Do whatever you want to do. I learned everything with the I card, know but... about Marvel through cards. Like it wasn't yeah. comic books. Like, like you've always talked about like the power ratings on the back and accessible. how you learn so much from the different characters with that. And it's great to see them bringing exactly. that back with some of yeah. these sets. But but kids love that. Kids love top top trumps. You mm. know, top trumps never stop selling. But they sell for like five dollars a box or something That's like that. That's where they need to be. That's where they need to be. They need to do the best of both worlds. They need to have things yeah. cheap, and then they need to have crazy stuff for us. And I think the size of cards. We'll still buy. 
we'll still buy the crazy I'm stuff. Gonna buy the yeah. cheap stuff too. And that's, so and that's creating the difference Ryan. between that's creating the difference between the actual hobby product and the retail versions of it, right? And we'll buy both. We will all. Oh yeah, the, you know, somebody like me, I'm buying masterpiece in the hobby oh, yeah. product to get those serial numbered base cards to have my binder set. Sure. And I'm gonna go if they do like a thin stock version of that. I'm not saying they oh, are. Yeah. I don't have any knowledge of that. But if they do, I'm gonna go after the thin stock set too. <laughs> As a character collector, I cannot not go for that. That's a double negative. Right? But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I have to go for that stuff because it's something I'll and I'll enjoy it regardless of being a character collector. But I don't know. It's it, it's it's a weird thing where it's like, is it because they don't want to put money into like making it positive for people and making it like popular? Or is it just that, you know, they're okay with making the money off the people they're making off right now? But then again, they're not thinking about the future. I don't know. I think I think that, and then you've got to think like upper deck. Obviously, sports is so big. And yeah. I always say, I've said it a few times. I said maybe like Marvel is just like the corner, of the office at the back, downstairs in the dungeon, where the yeah. kitchen and the toilets are, and there's somebody sat in that chair, and they say, "Right, you've been here fifty-five years now, Joshua. You can get on the Marvel cars." And you you do have to wonder if it is that sometimes. But then when yeah. you look at Upper Deck, uh, EPAC, and you think, like, that's some system, EPAC. So so they are putting money into it. They are dedicated to it. And obviously, you never, you'll never please every collector there no. is, will you? Do you you know? can't. It's no impossible. matter what. I mean, no matter what. We had no sets, and, like, people complained, and then Spider-Man Metal came out. We don't get enough sets. Now we've got too many sets. Right. And it, people you know- are complaining. No, but I, I think but if yeah. if we did the thirty-five point, there's just a variation for everybody, isn't it? It'd be cheaper for them to do as well, surely for the card stock. It's less paper, it's less hard I mean, work. For me, it's less about pleasing all the collectors. I think that's gonna come whether whether it happens or not, because people are gonna find something interesting that they like. But I think the more important yeah. goal for any company making the card should be one th- one very simple thing, which is what is the longevity of this? Longevity. How will this? That's it. Like, how will this reach collectors who have to be the younger generation, and also be something for the older generation to attach themselves to? I think there's way too much nostalgia and way too much original designs with Marvel cards for it to just simply fizzle out and die, you know, and not appeal to the younger generation. It's just I don't know. It's a shame. If 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 you do, I mean, the closest thing I would ever compare Marvel cards to is a comic. Yeah. Me personally, I wouldn't. I I don't compare Marvel cards to any other card sets. Me personally, no. But then you look at comics and you look at like all the variation covers in comics, and people are buying the modern comics and like that. I've been looking at X Men comics this weekend, and I I put some bids in for things and that, and I'm looking, I'm thinking, I can't believe how much these books are. I can't believe, yeah. like, for a few hundred dollars, I can buy this book. And then you go on to modern. I've said it before in the podcast, and uh, modern's crazy because it's quick flip, quick flip, quick flip. But what they're doing in the comics is they're paying people good money. They're paying the artists good money to do yeah. these covers. So, for argument's sake, you go and try and buy an Alex Ross painting now. I bet you can't buy one less than ten grand. I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> 10, 15, no, 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 no. You're looking at 35, 50, 70. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. 
Exactly. So, point in question, that is what Pete's Memorial Call, she wasn't very, I knew who she was before the yeah. anime set. She blew up more or less at the same time. I dare say they paid Pete's Memorial Call peanuts to do that set. She wouldn't do it now. They couldn't afford Pete's Memorial Call. Well, they, they couldn't afford it now. They got lucky. They, they got lucky when they, they found her. They, they were lucky. And then, so you start to think then, well, maybe if there is, you know, and if you're up a deck, and I'm not telling up a deck what to do, it's not, you know, but you, you do think as a conglomerate, as a, as, as a whole, I mean, I see my Pokemon and Marvel as a whole. Obviously, Jay, the Pokemon's me and Jay, Marvel is just me, but I do see the collection as a whole. And you just do think, like, well, if you do just spend a little bit more money, and it seems as though they did that in Flareal to Avengers, yeah. and you just think, like, if you follow the comic book lead, because that's people who like art, if you do that with the cards, and let's give the artists some money, pay the, you know, they see sketch cards on the secondary market, and I'm guessing they might pay a sketch card artist thirty dollars a card. It's a guess. <laughs> I don't know what. Uh, 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 uh. Fifteen. Well, uh, uh. anyway, it doesn't matter. No, I'm holding yeah. it up for well, you right now. How much they're paying these yeah. guys each card? And that's ridiculous. So and they think, don't pay them for think... anything that doesn't get used. Uh, no. So no, if, it's, if it's they a would just take a, a leaf out of the comic book world. You know, and say like, listen, we're no, going to pay you X you amount of pounds. And... Yeah, one hundred percent. You're absolutely right. I mean, the artists. Look, I'm sorry. This card here does not say this is a Ron Lim Silver Surfer. Yeah, that is stupid. again. Well, that's that is that's where I think they, they missed on that. Thing to do. The, that's one of the things they missed okay. on with the the set. Every piece of artwork they use, recycled, original, whatever. It needs to have the artist, colorist, pencil who did it. They did it in the 90s. They need to do it again. And the reason they don't do it is complete laziness. I'm sorry, but that is a fact. There's other, there, otherwise, there's no reason why these, these cards... Because here's the thing. Everybody knows these characters. That's not the thing you're educating your audience on. You're ed educating your, artist, your audience on, on who drew them. Because just imagine... Some and people have done this. So someone put together a beautiful collection of every art, every card that Arthur Adams ever did. Even after the set, every modern card, they always look for Arthur Adams art, and that's their collection. How sick is that? That should yeah. be that should be a common thing, a way of people to collect. Oh, that's a common thing to teach people. You know, I remember a couple of years ago, we had talks about this, that I wanted, like, every Del Otto card, and I started making I remember. It. That's right. And then it just got to, like, obviously, Del Otto and Alex Ross are very, very similar, and I'm not the world's best at noticing art. It's and, very like, tough. I kind of got, like, oh, is that Del Otto? Is it not Del Otto? And it's, like, it can be, because a lot of people are very... I mean, you look at Art Adams now, he's amazing. But you look at the old Art Adams work and you look at no, like the even the X-23 all-new Wolverine, they, they all do the same correlation of artwork. They, they, they all do the same trend, don't they? You could show yeah. somebody a modern-day Art Adams or even a Neil Adams Batman and compare to the old Neil Adams Batman or whichever. Yes. And they're completely different. Completely no, but that's why it has they? to be. But also think about a cool insert that you could do. You could do a die-cut insert of the artist's name oh. 
And yeah, inside yeah. the image of the artist's name is their image of a character. Like there's so yeah. much, there's like, there's these weird kind of situations that happen here with Marvel cards where there's all these different hallways, corridors, whatever you want to think about that are places that we can go as collectors, but we can't make those decisions unless we are given certain tools to make those decisions. And that should be the job of the card company is to give us all the tools necessary so that we can collect in a hundred, 200, 300, 500,000 different ways to collect. Like that's the point of like card collecting is the imagination, the creativity that we have for our collections. I don't know. You mean you look at every Pokemon card that's got the artist on it? That, you know, dude, so if, if, and look if at you're going to copy sports cards, <laughs> you're going to copy sports cards, copy Pokemon as well, at least a bit. Just put the artist. You short have to name. put the artist. The artist should be on, on every card. I don't care. I don't there, care how hard room. it is. There's room there on every no single card. Artwork. There should be no repeated artwork. That should not freaking happen. That is a joke. Unless it's something you're no. doing something interesting with that, no. you should not be. There should not be five different sets that have the same artwork of a character for those five different sets. That's not even an exaggeration. That's a real fact. No. Yeah. That's hor- yeah. That's garbage. That there's should not. Art, there's enough art out there to pick from. Even if you're going to pull from comic books and not do the original art, there is more than enough art. More than enough that you don't more have to ever see. And it's not a licensing thing. They have a library to all of it from what I was told. Unless I'm wrong, which I retract my statement. But that is absolute trash. There should be no overlap whatsoever. And I don't think they should also be repeating comic cuts. I think I think, I think, think you should be very careful with that. I think comic cuts really should be one of one. I know they're one of one because like the specific card that you get. Like if you get two cards that have the same comic cut – each card will be from a different set. So it's a different border right. around it. And that's kind of cool, I guess. But I don't want to see that much repeating going on there. If I could be honest, like I, I just don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. I think it gets, that gets a little difficult in that, like the Spider-Man metal, you had the out of forties for the comic cuts, you know, and, and then each comic book, they pulled 40 images out yes. of, right with that. Yeah. But then you can't use that like to avoid that duplicate. Art yes. Again. Then you can't use those comic books again, ever in future sets right so it makes or, it a little difficult because people want like the first appearance stuff or or key yeah, issues uh, for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i just i just wish they had a better system for how they decide on images because mm-hmm. i think if they if they had it if they were just a little organized and they had all the cards they had used in the past on a little system they'd be like oh x23 what are all the cards that we've done with x23 it generates a, a list yeah. of images. You look it over. You make sure, okay, the p- image I'm going to pick doesn't overlap. Let's do X23. That is not hard. That yeah. takes a week of organization no. and a little system, and then so, you're good forever. That is a ridiculous thing that they've never had. They don't have that system in place to avoid this stuff. That is a, that is true laziness. It just is. Right, we're getting to an hour and forty-two I'm now. So sorry, I am. I'm. I'm talking way too much. <laughs> I so, was wondering. I've got. I've got an idea. Yeah. Sh- shall we? I, I, has everyone got an extra 10, 15 minutes to spare? Is yeah. That good. For two episodes. I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, what I'd like to what I'd like to do is remember when Elusive used to do his uh, cards and coffee or coffee and cards or whichever that was. 
and I used to ask the guests to say, like, if you were to create, it's all just come up in my brain now. <laughs> uh, if you were to create your own Marvel set, what would you do? I always thought it was a great question to see what people came up with, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. You want to go first, True Blue? I would keep the print run to probably under 50,000 boxes. Um, I would probably split it 50-50 with EPAC instead of this 70, 30, 75, 25, whatever they're doing to have more physical product out there so it can last longer. Um, I think once you start getting over 60,000, it's just it's too much. And then the base cards, values tied to everything, right? The base cards lose intrinsic value when you start printing that much product. <clears throat> I think two, maybe three insert sets and like one to two, I mean, one-on-ones obviously with your printing plates, but like one or like for, for the base cards, having like one serial numbered version of it, whether that's to 50 to 100, keep it short to make those cards special. Don't give me a 25, 50, 75, 100. Give me a 50, give me a one-on-one, Give me my printing plates. Pay the artist good money to get good sketch cards and give them enough lead time. And then have every box have a sketch card in it. And that's what I would like to see as my perfect set. What what inserts would you choose? Oh idea. man, that's that is tough, right? Because I think yeah, a, lot people, a, a lot of people out there, like a lot of people out little... there would want to do the the suspended animate or not suspended. A lot of people would want to do precious metal gems. I think a lot of people would want to do that. I wouldn't prefer that. Um, if I had to pick insert sets, I love the suspended animations, both from the '90s and from this this uh, the new annual set. I love that that acetate really look of the cards. Yeah, they're really nice. They don't they don't need to be die cut, but I guess maybe every year you could do it. You know, a die cut version of it, like every other year or something. Yeah. But I want to. I would want to. If it's going to be like an annual or a, or a, a two year cycle, like masterpieces typically supposed to be, just keep the keep it consistent across the board with the set. 100%. So that way, from year to year, you're collecting the similar things. But I would like to see suspended animation. Oh man, if I had to pick a second insert. Hmm. I know it's on the spot. That, here, is, like, that I, is very tough because there's so many great inserts out there. Battle Spectrum Gems. Yeah, those are beautiful. For me, Battle, Battle Spectrum Gems, because for me, my nostalgia tied to that is the Wolverine versus Sabretooth Battle Spectra. Oh, beautiful. You know what you want to yeah, talk yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 92, yeah, yeah. yeah I just yeah. love that. I love that image. And to me, that hits home. So good. Such a good image, man. That's such a good yeah. one. It's funny yeah, how they're... That's a good one. Yeah. So 50,000 boxes or less. Um, suspended animations, battle spectrums. And then give me one serial numbered version of the base cards. And that way there's actual rarity within that. And that I'm not having to compete against the different levels of serial numbers there. I think that keeps the boxes interesting. I agree. I agree. Um, so I don't have numbers like that, but a set for everyone, I think a good thing that could be standardized in sets that are like for, uh, not a cheap set, but you know, set it's like sold at target, Walmart, um, 
grocery store, stuff like that. I think on the back of the card, there should be some kind of QR that takes you to the first comic book appearance. You know, the idea of tying in those things. Like I remember from 92, 92 Marvel masterpieces, right? When you turned Mm -hmm. over the card, you saw the first of this appearance book. Wouldn't it be cool if you could read the first appearance book from the card in a digital format, in a digital format, you just, yeah. Yeah, Wouldn't that be nice? That's a great way to link those two things together. So I think that would be a cool set for everyone. You know, even, even if you just show the page or a couple of yeah, pages, because obviously Marvel have, have to sell those digital boxes. Like the bio, you, you just go to the link, yeah. right to the Marvel yeah, page, yeah. you go to the bio of the character, you know, something like that. I think that would make a lot of sense because that would engage the audience with the card. And I think that's good for every for general collectors to get into, right? And then a type of insert for the general collector. I love transparencies, but I'm I'm just a hologram guy. I don't know what it is. Like you give me a good and like a good hologram, not like a you know like good hologram. Like the the early nineties ones, yeah. Yeah, like real hologram. Like you I want to be able to look in and see all the way to the back of China. You know what I mean? Because it goes so deep. It feels like so three-dimensional. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I want to see that kind of hologram. Um, I just think there's enough cool things we can do now and enough things that people do on Etsy and on YouTube and all these different things, you know, where like, wouldn't it be cool if you had something like a projection card where you held the card up and you shine a light through it and you could see the figure on the desk. You know what I mean? Like it was just a card. It looks like a blueprint card or something where you shine a light through it and the light shining through it kind of gives you a three-dimensional object on the ground. You know what I mean? That like a projection card, something like that would be really cool. You know what I mean? Something, something, I don't know. There's something inventive, something interesting enough where like, you know, when you go to like a museum and you're in the gift shop section and they have all those little scientific toys, you know what I mean? Where like you have all those like weird things you can like for your kids to buy or like something something cool, something unique. And then high end, high end. So I would, I'm, so I'm definitely copying something called Star Wars Stellar, which if you don't know what it is, it was like a giant briefcase. And this is high-end, high-end, so crazy money. There were a hundred of them, and you would get an autograph from all the big Star Wars actors, and the cards would range in levels of like base out of 40, purple out of 10, and you would have that kind of stuff. And then you would get an original uh, drawing by an artist, and it was like a whole thing you would have. So I would have loved to see a high-end Marvel product where you get the OA, and it's 100 cases. You, you're guaranteed 108. It's random. And then in the box, you get, like, let's say it's five artists, right? In the set, you get the full set. You get some inserts. You get some stuff like that. You're guaranteed two signatures. You're guaranteed X, X, X. But, uh, but with every case, only 100 cases made, you get the OA. Or however long, however big the base set is. If the base set's like 132, you get the OA for that thing by purchasing in there. So you're looking at like two to three, $4,000 to buy a case, super high end craziness, but you get original art and you get a complete set. And like that varies in like some insert, you don't get every type of insert. You maybe get like yeah. one purple, three <clears throat> something like that. But I just think that would be really cool for a high end collector kind of aspect to it. Yeah, on that original art, that'd be really cool if it wasn't like, in the case itself, but maybe like a redemption within one of the boxes. In the right, case. you can have it shipped to that you. That way, you have an option. That way, you have an opportunity to still hit that buying single boxes too. Yeah, that's That'd cool so too. Cool. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Something like that would be fun. Yeah, 
Yeah. Does that mean I have to go next? Pretty You're much. next, man. Yeah, you gotta go too. <laughs> <laughs> I've been that excited listening. I'm just like, oh, I've no idea now. I'm just like, <laughs> I really enjoy listening. Right, I'll make it up quick on the spot. I'm gonna bastardize Marvel. I'm gonna make it like Pokemon. <laughs> I'm gonna make tons of it. Tons of it. We're gonna have a hundred thousand Wolverines. And we're gonna have four iterations of that Wolverine in that set. We're gonna have a hundred thousand Spider Man. And we're gonna have four different iterations of that in that set. But what you are gonna be able to do is pull some big inserts. I wouldn't do PMGs. I would do comic covers and comic cuts, which I would love to do, and then also holograms. So on the comic covers, you would just get the comic cover itself, so no border, no anything. The comic cover itself and a bit of information on the back because we all love the information, don't we? Always, always. The comic cuts... As a bit of a twist on things because everybody is into modern stuff. Now, I wouldn't give it tears, same as Pokemon as such. I wouldn't claim it's, you know, tier one, two, three, four. I would just say Golden Age, Bronze Age, Silver Age, modern. And that's it. And it comes on your comic cut. Because I think people are sleeping on the modern day comic cuts. You know, me as an X23 collector. I'm never going to see an X-23 comic cut because they don't do modern-day comic cuts. So I'd like to see that because everybody isn't just into vintage, are they? You right. know, we like modern as well. The hollows, I think I would do if any way possible. I don't know about with the statues and, like, replicating the 90s hollows. <laughs> I think they'd be amazing for, like... And again, I would do it in the same vein, but you probably have less, not tiers, we won't call them tiers, we'll call them like Vs or Vmax, like Pokemon. Like Pokemon. So you'd yeah. have like the, the vintage hollow and you'd have the modern hollow, like the beginnings hollow. And I would do exactly the same. And I would use comic artwork. Everything I did, I would stick to comic artwork. The whole base set, complete comic artwork. Don't care what anybody says. And then the same as Fausto, I'd love to see a more expensive set. Mm. And I think if I saw the expensive set, mm, 80 point, love 80 point. Mm. Me personally, if you're paying quality, one of the things about a card slab is it's heavy, isn't it? You pick a card up in a slab. And all of a sudden, it feels weighty, doesn't it? It feels like, ooh. It feels important. Yeah. This is a bit yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah, it does, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I would do it, and I would I would make sure that the artist got paid decent money. 100%. I would make sure every set was like a masterpiece's set. The original art is an, an amazing idea. Yeah. And uh, if there was any way, and I'm probably talking impossibilities or improbabilities here, if there was any way to cut... Uh, a lot of people have the same art directors, won't they, within the comic and card industry. You know, they go from job to job. If there was any way that we could somehow figure out, like, right, we've got Delato here, we can only afford him to do three cards in this high-end set. That's it, the three cards. And he does the three cards, and like they did with the Just Go My Masterpieces 92, they made into comic covers. 
uh, last year or the year before. It might have been two years That's ago. Right. Yeah. And if we could translate from one to the, the other, I think we'll be amazing. So purposely do it as a joint venture, the the comic book and the card. Yeah. That's I would love to see that. And that. Like a joint release kind of thing? That would be cool. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, like, cool. like they did with the... the well, it, was, it wasn't, but the... Uh, we had the uh, Spider-Man 25 Miles Morales Delato card yeah. and comic. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. we had the Adi, the Adi Granoff, was it San Diego Comic-Con last year, year before, with the uh, Mandalorian? Yeah, 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 yeah. we yeah, got the cool. Mandalorian, it's got yeah, Adi Granoff and the big sun behind him. And... Yeah, I think that's Trinity Comics, and they put out a card with the book, and the card was numbered out of like 400 or 200, depending. I have, I have it here somewhere. But yeah, 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 I think there was, I think, I think one was eight hundred cool. and one four hundred. But yeah, yeah, but yeah to do great. something like that, you know, you know where it's, it all just marries in together. Yeah, because you do see comic collectors coming into cards and card collectors going into comics, and I mean that's what Marvel should use be it. Doing. Have fun. Should, exactly. I just, I just think it would be really smart if Marvel was able to put. Because I don't feel like Marvel's ever done that, where it's been like. Here's all the different collectibles we have. Here's our collectible community. You know what I mean? Star Wars yeah. did that super well in the 90s. I remember they killed it. Yeah. Right? They made really, sure that really, it yeah. felt connected. You know what I mean? Like you knew about the Bowen statue or you knew about like the Boba Fett action figure being rare. And then you knew about the TCG Boba Fett that they were just launching. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I remember yeah, visually yeah. seeing that when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Like it's I think even- I had a book. Somewhere. Like even in like uh, the comic books, so they come out with the previews magazines each month, so you can order a couple months out. But yes. that doesn't like. There's yes. nothing about cards in there. I don't know why no. Overdeck's not in there. There's an ad in there about your upcoming no. releases. No, you know, it needs to be uniform. There, there is a few. There's a few figures in there for Marvel, but it's still not covering like no. the new releases that are coming up. You know what it I mean? It's, there's a few things here and there, but Marvel should put out that kind of thing. You should be able to understand here are all the different Marvel products, not all the different yeah. Marvel comic books. Here are all the different Marvel products. I, I think I'll say some it. of that oh. some of that might change in the future if Upper Deck ends up losing the license down the road and Marvel gets that back. I think that's where they will tie everything together and be like, all right, now we need to make this make sure everything we're putting out there is getting put out there at the same time. Your movie yeah. releases, your show releases, your card releases, your book releases your figure releases and just here's our monthly Marvel book. And this is what's coming up. It'd be way too cool. Like, I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's just hard to find this information. It feels like, Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, you ask anybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's way too hard. It's way too hard to collect Marvel cards unless you're in the know. Like it's way too hard to fall. Like you can't fall into it naturally. Like who the hell is being able to stumble into Marvel cards. You can't. You know, you have to like really no, it's make a big effort. effort. It's a big, big effort. effort. It's a big effort. Yeah. I mean, even if they did like Panini always do it so well in the EU. And there's a I've lot of US guys buy Panini stuff. And like yeah. we have some some amazing comic covers just on like, you know, like Secret Wars 8 or Hope 181 mm-hmm. or Spider-Man 50, like, you know, we've got all sorts. And they're just on stickers. 
you know, the mm-hmm. 80th anniversary of Alex Ross and Del Otto, the, the cards are... I got in fact, my... it was you, Fausto, who told me about that. I didn't even know when I live in this country because you showed me the, <laughs> the black surf. And I'm like, no, but then I start walking into the supermarket and, and like the shops. And then I realized near the newspapers, because I don't buy newspapers, that yeah. you've got all the Panini Marvel there. Yeah. And they do well. They you do know, great. The They're awesome. You put them in a book, they're fun to collect. I mean, you have Alex Ross art, you have Gabriel Delato De art. Like, I think the first Silver Surfer Gabriel Delato art that exists is in Marvel Beginnings, and it was the Annihilation cover. It's in the first covers kind of insert thing. But the first card, I think, for Delato or Delato or Delato, I think it is. Um, yeah. It's from 80th. It's the Silver Surfer variant cover he did. And I have it. It's a freaking awesome card. I even think I got a 10. I got a one thing, isn't there? Heroes and, villain, heroes and villains, like from the comic. Yeah. Stuff good, like right? that, isn't there? The heroes and villains, right? Rinhouse put some stuff out there too. Back yeah. There. Yeah, it's cool. Good stuff. Yeah, that was real good stuff. Yeah. We're apparently geniuses. And really, what Upper Deck should, <laughs> man, <laughs> they should do is just all contact your answers me. are here. Everything you've ever just done. Contact <laughs> me because universe. I'm God. laid it out for everybody in 10 minutes. You're welcome. I, I am I am God or Galactus, whichever way you want to look at it. <laughs> Fausto is probably the surfer. And yeah, Nate has just got the voice the voice of love, <laughs> and he can talk anyone into anything. So I, I think we probably cracked it between us all. Uh, that's it. I think, Done. I think we got it. I think we got it. So, so <laughs> I think uh, – so Fausto, we uh we started a few weeks ago uh, throwing an extra additional question in to our guests. Oh um, shit! Yeah, forgot yeah, about this. We gotta, oh, we gotta yeah, do the celebrity yeah. slot. We gotta do celebrity slot. Celebrity so you have to pick slot. a male and female actual celebrity that would be your crush that you would be with if you had to be with, and Oof. you also have to pick a male and female comic book character. And you can't just say the name. You got to give your reasoning for each. Need a reason. Okay. All right. All right. All right. This is good. This is good. All right. I dig it. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's do this. Um, guy wise, movie celebrity crush, who I would be into. Oof. This is tough. Um, I'm excited. It would be the guy who plays Luther, uh, uh, Ezra Elba. Uh, I just yeah, Ezra Elba. I, yeah, that's it. But I'm I'm too intimidated. He's he's too much for me. Too much man oh, for me. So. No, oh, but he's got he's got a beautiful oh, accent. Oh. He's gorgeous, well. gorgeous yeah. man. He's a no, handsome I, man. He's a handsome man. Yeah, but, but did you see the documentary? He started boxing when he was like forty something. He's the same age as me, I think. Oh wow, really? He started yeah. boxing yeah, to become rough. like a professional boxer, just oh, to get oh. his his ticket, his license, and. Yeah, it's oh, hard wow. as nails, yeah. So if you upset him, Fausto, he's going to like knock no, you no, out. No, no, no. If we get into be, a family uh... dispute, I can't deal now. You know what I mean? I know they're going to be a bastard wife. They're pursuing him. They're trying to get him to play James Bond. So He would be great as James Bond. He would be great as James Bond. I, th- I think I'm... he'd be great, but yeah, I'm just not into like – James Bond is a white, posh English man. Yeah, but and that I'm Luther just... that Luther well, movie was awesome. Luther's, and I think have you ever seen that Did you series? Luther is good. Yeah, the the season why one. Not was just, why not just create a black James Bond? It's well, that's what they're doing. That's, that's, that's kind of what they're doing with the Luther. 
Yeah, basically. At the, end, it's really at the end of that season, they, yeah, they sure, kind of tied yeah, in yeah. MI, or, uh, MI6 to that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, I got to watch it. I still haven't watched the movie yet. I'm, I'm been, I've been saving it. So I've got Idris Elba anyway. I like that one. That's a nice one. And he always seems really, really cool as well. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, Female celebrity crush. Hmm. Um, don't want to sway your decision, but you can have Selma Hayek. It was my, the all time. <laughs> she's top. she's great. Uh, she's my lady. choice. No, she's a gorgeous lady. Um, my go to for a while now has always been Anne Hathaway. Don't know why. Always, oh, Anne Hathaway, but or Sandra Bullock. Those two, those two ladies are very beautiful. Um, yeah, get that. Yeah, so they're and very intelligent. That's the difference. Intelligence. You need intelligence. You can't. I need, I need the feisty intelligence stuff. I can't do it. Otherwise, I just can't do yeah. it. I just can't do it. Um, you haven't got a brain, and it's like I need a brain. I gotta have now. something there. No. Um, got to be some substance. <laughs> got to be some substance. Um, for sure, for sure. Okay, now comic book wise. Oof. Okay, so comic book guy wise. I could be cheap and say Noren Rad, but I'm not into bald guys. Sorry, True Blue. No, I, mean, it's I, all need, good. I need some. <laughs> My wife is, so I'm happy with that. <laughs> My wife's going to have to start getting used to me. So she's going to have to get, I'm going to be just as bald as you soon. So don't worry about it. You're not going to be able to lie to Noren, though, are you? You're not going to be able to do anything. You're just going to no, know nothing. everything. He's going to get away with everything. No. Like, I'm just, no. I, I need to have some power. Some kind of small resemblance of power. No, you uh, just get raped. You'll be raped every day. I think, no I, think I, want, I think I think someone with money. Maybe I go Tony Stark. Maybe I go Mister Fantastic. You know what I mean? Just so I'm comfortable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like oh, I you can't go Mister Fantastic because he's gonna like wrap his hands around you and he's gonna do all sorts of tricks to tight you embrace, before man. you even know it. Tight embrace, right? It's a tight embrace. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Stark, you get all the cars, you get all the suits you could play with in the free I mean, time. And... I don't know. I'm just yeah, saying, I think so, the yeah. best answer ever. Um, and then, woman-wise, comic book. I you could make Tony Stark to shave the beard off, though. Or would you be like brushing beards? Because you get friction, you might get stuck. <laughs> my, you're thinking, might start right, a fire. Do this for the money, but we'll be <laughs> like Velcro. This is too much. Um, who else? For so woman-wise, oof, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I would say so many. There are a lot. I don't know, man. I've had a crush on Rogue since I was a kid. Rogue is tough, man. Ooh, Rogue is I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Like that mini leather jacket, the the '80s hair, the hair, the hair, that, the gloves, the, the, the belt. Yeah, that's still with the one that I, it's just it's. Mm-hmm. I just can't. That that kills me. Belt. I'm just into that. I've always been a Rogue fan. Just the, the belt off the hips and the accent, you know, and the animation. Cool. Yeah, it's you just know. a good. It's just a good look. It's just it's like, a good look. I don't want to. I, I think Psylocke's gorgeous as well. You know, X-Men, X-Men women, X-Women are just, you know, a different league. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just different league. But no, I, I guess I'm going to have to go with Rogue. I'm going to have I'm going to have to be a basic <laughs> person right now. <laughs> just go, go Rogue. Which I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> you, do, you do realize that Rogue's going to take away your orgasm power. 
I'm thinking about it. <laughs> oh shit! No, she's took it. You've been there all night. You've been there. You can take whatever she wants. Fit. Let's just put it out that way. She's welcome to. Okay, I'll live with it. I'll I'll, I'll find a way. <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. Well, Jake, you want to finish off with the last question that you always finish the show off with? Oh yeah, God, we've got so many. We're going to be into three hours here, yeah? right, Fausto? You've heard the show before. You know the scenario. Your uh, missus is leaving you, and that could be now, tomorrow, whenever, and she's taking the lot, and all you're allowed to keep is one card. One card. She's taking it. It's going. It doesn't have to be your card. It could be a card that somebody else has got. But it's more fun if it's your card. What are we saying? Yeah, it's more fun if it's your card. It is more fun. But some people I've said in the past, can it be something that I don't own? And I've said, yeah. What would you keep? But you need to also think it isn't just a matter of what would you keep. You need to also know, like when you're in bed, in those deep, dark moments after a bottle of vodka and thinking, oh my, how did my life come to this? All I've got is this card. It's going to be a shambles. It's like, I thought we were doing so well. I thought we did. I thought we got on together. I just didn't realize she hated me so much. I didn't realize she was going to take the house, the God, cat, I would be, the food. God, if my wife the left last me, beer I'd be out so of the sad. I'd be awful. She's my best friend. That would be terrible. It's like the, the give me anxiety. I'm like, oh, God, please don't say it. Don't worry. <laughs> we have a show for that, too. Dr. It's Jake and Dr. Nate is helping me through it. Um, oh, man. I think I would keep... Hmm. You know, it's weird. Like, I, I think not I easy, would, is it? It's not easy. I'm I'm gonna go with one card, and, and it's just in the moment, so it could change. But I have um, a John Buscema sketch card that of Silver Surfer that John did, but it's yeah, a it's, it's a variant. It's a pretty rare variant. So not pack pulled, that is it? It's not it pack pulled, is it? It's a pack pulled. Yeah, it's pack pulled. What Buscema Buscema Surfer? You didn't know about that, is that? Shit, no. There's some crazy stuff out there for real, for real. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I told you this. You don't know this stuff? This is, this is like great grail <laughs> shit, this, nice. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. surfer. This will be my first time seeing this, I believe. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. I've seen it. Is that the one that has different variations? Yeah, this is the rarest variation. It's so At nice because that I've seen. it's... It's so Jeez, simple. About them, yeah. It's so it's simple. So it's simple. beautiful. But like, so this is the most basic variation. But it's still drawn by Bushema, so I don't. I yeah, just didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. Why did I not know Bushema had done them? Why did I not? Oh yeah, shit. Yeah, so that's fine. This one, it? like, there's one on eBay right now. It's a little expensive, but you is can... that? I know more. Not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I it's think not got, it's not gone live yet, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot of cards I love in my collection, but I really love this one because like I look at what Bushama did for Surfer and how he drew him. And I look at the sketch card and I like especially in the variation, you can see the lines are drawn with a very like artistic intention. It just feels like the Surfer. I don't know. I guess I would be just happy with this one card. I'd the miss my work more. 98 but I would just keep this right? card. 
Yes, the Silver Age. I miss Emily more. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. What, what, what? Turn, turn that internet off. You don't even know who Bishop is. Turn it off. <laughs> I didn't need to know who he was. I just typed Silver Surfer Sketch, and it's right there. It's right there. Nope, it's it not. <laughs> no, it's not. It could be yours no, for best, 400 best. or best offer. No, I got this. I, I, I mean, on average, these cards, these cards were costing very little money back in the day. But on average now, I think a good price to pay for this is maybe 150 200 the 400 500 yeah. mark, I think, is too much because he did yeah, a lot of it. When you start seeing cards out there like that, you start, I mean, that's a whole other topic, right? But when you start seeing cards out like that with high prices than what they normally go for, it's you know, it's somebody putting it out there and looking for an offer. Yeah, they're just trying. Yeah, yeah they try. You, they you don't want, they don't want to undersell the card. I that's how I would do it. I totally yeah. respect that. Okay. Yeah. Well, Norn, it was fantastic having you here, sir. You guys are so nice. This was a blast, man. I always this have fun, fun talking to you guys. This was cool as hell. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, Thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. Thanks for Thank joining you. us. Sorry, Jake got us started so late today, but uh Yeah, Jake. Sorry, <laughs> <Hey>, boys. <laughs> so, you guys are the this best. Was fantastic. It'd be blast. great to have you on again, I'm sure. And it's a shame that Genji wasn't able to be here to to have a conversation with you and, and enjoy your company as well. So I miss Genji. So, I miss Genji. I'll hit him up. Yeah, Jake, you got anything else for for our friend here? Thank you and goodbye. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs> I love it. Thank you and goodbye. Marvel it's been cards, emotional. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Marvel cards.